podcast now oh, it's too much <laughs> i have to talk about <laughs> welcome to the dragon party podcast welcome to this side i'm your host brett brandis and joining me as always it's my co-host eric tell him your name yes i am eric manjo and this is gonna be much shorter than the warlock class <laughs> <laughs> yes if you've been following along we have been doing character creation series and we bring you another today uh we're gonna try and flip off between martial and spellcasting classes it just so happens to be that the spellcasting classes tend to have a little bit more baked in besides the spells themselves to their class uh, yeah that's just how D goes i think there's a lot of like Saying that, though, is not to diminish the martial classes. They're, they're, you need them. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You oh, need yeah. these guys. And especially, your party's going to want one of the ones today, which is the Barbarian. Before we get to Jesus. that, though, we're back at the party. What you been? What you drinking on today for this one? Well, I just came back from the gym, so I'm drinking a protein shake and water. Wow! <laughs> How healthy of you. I don't know. Well, I've gone the opposite way. So, <laughs> this is the barbarian. So well, to I be need... fair, this is the barbarian, right? So, I gotta yeah. get swole. Well, okay, you're getting swole that way. I, I had to grab a barbarian of a whiskey. So, I, of course, went with my barrel strength whiskey. Barrel strength. It's a very <laughs> pretty looking bottle. Like, you wouldn't think it's it's mean. Yeah. But it, this is 57.9% alcohol by volume. That is a lot. So this thing's a house. Yeah, this is uh, the Penelope bourbon. Bourbon's a really interesting, like, I, I don't know how I want to say this, but like, so just the industry in general, because this is a New Jersey company that took bottles from Kentucky who took distillate from indiana and they have to like disclose all this on the back it's just <laughs> right, funny yeah. how like a company from new jersey like because they don't make their own whiskey i mean when you make your own whiskey right you have to like make the distillate which actually isn't a hard process but then you have to put it in barrels and let it sit for years <laughs> nobody has time yeah. for that if you're like one day i want to sell whiskey wonder- okay Good luck. Uh, five yeah. years from now, maybe you'll turn a profit, or maybe I've, you yeah. I've always wondered that, where it's like you can't like just be like, you know what? I think I'm gonna make whiskey for a living because you just have to wait <laughs> yeah. like eight years. Yeah. So they they've come up with a very like easy process to do it, which they all do. Where like there's this huge conglomerate in in uh, Illinois or Indiana rather that like produces all the whiskey. And they just like hand it out and you can sell it under whatever label you want as long as you disclose that like they hey, bought it. Yeah. yeah, like and it all tastes the same. It's all good, especially for people who don't drink whiskey every day. It's like, what's the freaking difference? Yeah, and, and yeah, the the, uh, the brown liquor, I, I suppose all liquor is like this, but particularly it feels like with the brown whisker, like scotch whiskey and bourbon, it's 
it's always very particular about everything. Like, oh no, this wasn't this was copper pot distill, or this is yeah. for these <laughs> barrels, and then finished in these barrels for this particular amount of time from these places. So yeah, I get why people would be like, wait a second. I can, yeah, I can have, chase the Indiana. Yeah, you have everything. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's what I got going on. Uh, back on a D&D episode, uh, I don't forget where we left off because it's been, we haven't talked D&D this year yet. So we've, I mean, we haven't had much go on our campaign, I imagine, since last time, um, whenever we mentioned it. Other than, I feel like last time we talked about our campaign, it might have been when we started, though. Yeah, the... Uh... Because we took a long break over holidays, so we probably yeah. did an episode like before the holidays, and then right. then this we've only had one session since then, or maybe maybe two, maybe two. That's what I mean. I don't know exactly where we left off, but I mean, quick uh, spark notes of it is that I switched characters in the campaign. I'm no longer playing the bard; he moved on. I'm now playing a uh, cleric uh, who's absolutely crazy. He has a dual personality. He's a trickery cleric. Yeah, so he has it's the, awesome. Yeah, his it, he kind of has another half within himself, um, and his whole purpose is getting like we we've played around at least in our world. We have like a lot of items in our world where souls are inside of the items. Yeah, and I've kind right. of played around with that aspect and said like, oh well, I can hear those souls inside of items, and it's my goal to kind of get them to where they need to be because they don't get treated right <laughs> like, <laughs> hey you you trap one soul eternally in a glass bottle and then everyone freaks out right. uh, yeah. and our, our campaign is pretty narrative driven so we basically had this whole mini quest just to like make sure everyone plays nice in the party <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did mention i know we did talk about it um because we're gonna have a whole episode i think a D episode later on where we talk about getting your party to mesh because it's a very difficult, it doesn't feel, sound, or feel like it should be difficult. But if people are role-playing well enough, uh, it might be. It might be difficult. Yeah. And uh, there's got to be some give. Yeah, there's got to be, there's got to be a good balance of like, hey, let's just keep this thing moving. Right, right. And actual role-play. And still have actual role-play, right, and make things matter, and not just say like, well, you're in a party anyway, so suck it. Yeah. (laughs) and that, that's one of the challenges uh, you have to do. It may, that kind of that kind of sounds like a full episode of. It definitely is, and so we'll we'll definitely uh, save it for that. But yeah, currently in our campaign, we uh, followed this trend and we followed this new character into. They're searching right now for the god of madness, and they're they are in a madness realm right now, which has been right on absolute blast. Okay, that good. Kind of gave Eric the. You this the license to do whatever the hell you wanted, and we can't do question stuff. it. Yeah. It's just like okay, this is what we're doing now. Yeah, it, <laughs> it kind of turned into this like weird, uh, like like philosophy of going with the flow. Yeah, it <laughs> feels like it feels like you know, imagine like it's your first time ever playing Mario Party and jumping into a mini game, and it's like do this, and you're like, ah, yeah, that's kind of how it's been, yeah. <laughs> and then like, all right, now you leave, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's just it's like just you a can't... bunch of mini games, and you're just chucked into it, like Duh. yeah, um, yeah. And I've been I've been I've been having a blast like coming up with this stuff, and and a lot of it because normally I have to think of reasons and like. 
okay, have some details foreshadowing. So the players are primed <laughs> with like, this is what we're kind of walking into. Nope. With this, it's just like, do it. Why <laughs> go through that door. <laughs> and the door disappears. Do you can't, you can't, uh, you can't go back. And it's just like, all right, <laughs> if you're, if you're asking for a reason, then you're not playing this this uh, <laughs> this, this side quest, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah, that so that that's where we're, we're leaving off now. Uh, can't wait to see where it goes. We'll let you know how it resolves itself. But basically, our our goal is that we're trying to talk to this god of madness to remove the curse uh, from our barbarian's sword that he is holding. So yes, uh, he's holding a cursed sword right now, and he's been like mercilessly killing people when he's not supposed to at some points if he can't yeah. resist its will yeah it tries uh, to so we're trying to a couple it. times which is yes fun. Fun so we're yeah we 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 immediately said this is a problem <laughs> we should probably solve this uh and they they accepted the help from this mad cleric who they don't quite trust yet uh maybe after this i don't know maybe. i don't know we'll see but it's it's they're still they're still tentative um all right I feel like as we've gone on, maybe I've gotten quite a little bit less mad, which I think has helped out. I haven't been so off the rails. I've, I've just been quirky. Yeah. It, rather, yeah it, than, rather than just straight insane, I've just been more quirky chaos. Which is, I think, yeah, like... I've toned that's, it that's, down. That's, yeah, that's the good way to do it. Because when you start imparting like mechanics on your party members, then they immediately go into like combat mode. They're like, oh, yeah, wait, what are you so doing? I, I think that was part of the mistake, right? Is I immediately, like, I started like casting spells at them and, and they were like, they were like, wait, what the hell? You can't be just casting spells. And yeah, they like yeah. immediately wanted to kill me. And I was like, no, no, no. No, it's just that. Funny. <laughs> yeah, but now, now I bet. A, if you do it to NPCs, obviously that that's yeah, they're that's like cool, cool with me, yeah. And, right. and now you've had this track record of like, I'm not just gonna like, I'm just gonna wake up in the night and cast fireball on the party. <laughs> uh, they so I think now it's right. It's I am not that chaotic. I think we've talked about that in the past. We're just like, what, what do you do? If we have yeah. to have a long conversation with the person that's just tr- like meaningfully blowing up your party because that's not even like like how do you role play that like. You can't, can't like, yeah. accept that. Yeah. But I think it was good that you did it at the beginning because you set the bar like, this is what I'm capable of. <laughs> and then you tone it down and be like, okay, he's not going to do that all the time. But you were like, oh. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Like, and at that point, you know, it made sense. I didn't know them yet, too. Exactly. Just, and yeah. I'm just trying to get what I wanted to get out of them at yeah. that point. So, yeah. All right, let's talk the barbarian class. The barbarian. So, this is the quintessential DD class right i, I kind of yeah. think it is like I, I feel like you go wizard or barbarian if like you're brand new and you want to play like the holy grail of D characters you go barbarian or you go wizard <laughs> yeah yeah i think so like the fighter the word fighter is like oh this is the this is like the martialist martial class and in some respects it is yeah but this is like more fun for me especially building wise but yeah this is, no this is like if someone's being introduced to D&D, they're like, I just want to kill things. <laughs> You're like, okay. What do I do? Barbarian. <laughs> They're going to be no standing barbarian. right in front of <laughs> everybody. <laughs> and you're going to do a lot of damage and take no damage. <laughs> like, all right, and good. It, another odd thing about this class, as compared to a lot of the ones we've been through, um, I mean, almost 90% of the class is baked into the class itself. Like we're going to yeah. go over all its subclasses, but they are almost meaningless. <laughs> like they are, they, for the most part, 
I think most of them just say like, when you rage, yada, yada. Like it gives you like one extra tick of the notch whenever you like raging is like the right. barbarian thing. And it, yeah. all of the subclasses kind of say like, like to try and give it flavor, say like, when you rage, this, when this you rage, happens. that. Yeah. yeah. They try and just kind of dial it up just a notch. But I mean, really the class is just the class. Like they are kind of all the same. Yeah, and the, uh, the barbarians are interesting from the DM's perspective because they were they were the class that like taught me the lesson about how to make combat more interesting. Because mm. in the beginning, there was one melee character who's a barbarian, and all a bunch of range characters, and yes. I had like a low mobility boss that really didn't do much. It was it, you guys were like level two. So right, it, right. Really so we didn't have much that we were doing anyway, right? Yeah, but and I was like, oh, I gotta make sure I don't do this because it's so easy to get into trap from the DM's perspective of saying like, okay, how I make this dangerous is I kill the barbarian that everyone else is like, oh, that was like half of our party hit points, gone, <laughs> and we're all dead, and the barbarian is just gonna tank it, and it just turns into like. Uh, really boring turn cycle because it's just like okay right. exchange hits on the barbarian and the and the one monster everyone else just stands in the perimeter firing um and especially at low levels that that rage mechanic is really good it's super good yeah and, yeah especially for for boss fights early on it's just like this character is going to seem so overpowered on early on because yeah. it's got the highest hit dice and at early levels like the difference between a D12 and a D8 is like enormous. Like that's an entire round of combat. <laughs> it, really, it really is. So yeah, it's just like, they seem so powerful and they don't like fall off necessarily. They're still really powerful later on, but definitely fights get more complicated and they kind of stay very linear for the most part. So they, right, yeah. nothing changes. They, their role very much stays the same. Yeah. And the, a lot of times I feel like, combat warps into more of like a like an mmo style where a lot of it's like okay i gotta buff this guy because he's our dps and and our tank right, right. and it's like okay well he has this going i'm gonna do this like oh no the barbarians like paralyzed now i gotta dispel magic for doing all this stuff yeah it kind of helps solidify the roles uh, going forward exactly all right, let's start getting into them. How, what do barbarians really do? Well, starting at first level, uh, they get their mainstay ability in Rage, which we definitely have to talk about. Raging is on your turn. You can enter a Rage as a bonus action. So you have to use your bonus action to enter it. Um, and while Raging, you're going to get certain benefits, as long as you're not wearing heavy armor. So they did this thing where, like, they don't want you to, like, overdoing it on this character and like right yeah you don't i yeah. think they did this especially for multi-classing too because you get it level one it makes it a little too easy to multi-class into right and it's such a powerful effect on its own and you automatically get it that they had to give some taglines as to here's when you can do it <laughs> yeah you know i i didn't think about that but you're absolutely right like imagine a paladin just be like i'm just doing and just one, dipping one, one level, level in. into yeah, this just one for rage. level or like, Rogue, oh any gosh. of them. It's just any, like, really? Any of those, just dipping one level and being like, well, Rage, uh, like, Lighter, no. Yeah. Actually, Rogues can do it, right? Because they're usually not wearing Yeah, they're usually armor. not wearing yeah. But yeah, the Paladins, any of the Clerics, any of those. 
Um, so they have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Comes up relatively often, especially the strength saving throws, right? When people are trying to restrain them constantly. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, when they make a melee weapon using strength, which is most weapons that they're going to pick up and use, they're, they're never going to pick up a dexterity weapon for the most part. They'll get a bonus to the damage roll that increases as you gain levels of the barbarian. So there's like a rage column that shows how many times you can rage, by the way. It's based off of this rage column. So it goes up based off level, not proficiency. Well, I guess it coincides with proficiency, doesn't it? Uh, maybe just one off at certain times it oh well it, it goes it, you get a bonus it of two like damage when you rage and it only yeah. goes up at level nine and then level 16 so quite quite a bit different than profi- actually that's about what proficiency does though isn't it uh proficiency do- goes up a little more often but kind of yeah. roughly roughly yeah around the same uh what about rage counts it's like what one to three maybe that one is more along the lines of how often you uh, get proficiency buffs. So at first well, you get two, like then three. It goes all the way up to... Well, at level 20, it's unlimited, but at level <laughs> 17, you get six. Oh, wow. Okay, so you could, you basically always have rage in a yeah, fight. Yeah, always um, have rage. Now, the rage will last for a minute. It'll end if you haven't been attacked or haven't done damage. So if, if you didn't... Or actually, you don't have to do damage, right? You just have to attack. Uh, yes, yeah, you just have to You either have to attack or take damage. If that has happened, uh, then it won't end. Yeah. And it, you can end your rage as a bonus action if you wanted to, but I don't think you ever would. I don't think you ever want to. And also, yeah, I... I yeah, I don't understand why you'd, yeah. you would you also, waste a the, full action economy to... Probably <laughs> to the biggest, um ticker symbol especially in the early levels is you'll have resistance to bludgeoning piercing and slashing oh kind yeah. of the whole reason that they're allowed to take as much damage as they are otherwise every barbarian in every campaign would probably die every campaign yeah yeah and because and- <laughs> your purpose is to literally take all the hits and this is different than like some monsters have this resistance except magic weapons override that but it doesn't override this and this, yeah, this is kind of nuts, especially at early levels where you don't really interact with too much magic. But this, a lot of boss weapons are like, okay, I do at high levels like 3d10 plus like 8 bludgeoning damage plus like maybe maybe 2d8 cold of, damage or something. The, yeah, so, but... It it just negates so much damage. A lot of a lot of attacks with their ability modifiers and most of their dice are on the bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing side of things. So a raging barbarian might be the best healing class in the game. Basically, <laughs> it, if you rage and you double your hit points, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like not literally, but kinda. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty pretty nuts. It's incredible. So that's the rage. It is the most important thing in a barbarian's kit. It's what they do every time. It allows you to use your bonus actions as we talk about like action economies, especially for like martial classes are really hard to utilize. Um yeah. everything you have, generally you're just like I attack and then what? That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you want to move? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And really. Generally, you're like, not really. I, I want to sit here so that I can attack again. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to go anywhere. Exactly. So, so 
you know, it, every time they get an additional thing that says like you can use a bonus action, it's just like a good feeling. You're like, good, yeah. all right, good. I need I need more stuff to do in, in in combat with my bonus actions and reactions. So like, yeah, the rogue kit gives you a whole bunch that you're allowed to do. Uh, barbarians don't get that necessarily, but uh, they'll get this. Uh, up upping to level two. Actually, I think well, at level one you also get the unarmored defense right away. Yes. Okay, and this is going with it. You don't wear heavy armor. Well, barbarians, in fact, don't wear any armor. <laughs> and when you're not wearing any armor, they have the unarmored defense. Your armor class will equal 10 plus dex plus constitution. And you could use a shield with this if you'd like. But most barbarians go two-handed weapon for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I think so. Especially um, with the uh, with the strength weapon. Yeah, damage it, for the it. most part. Your damage just goes up really high when you you get a lot of attacks as a barbarian uh so you want that bigger weapon with the bigger yeah one kind of interesting uh side thing to this is so if you if you choose to be like the shirtless barbarian that's (laughs) that's just running around with a great axe uh that means you kind of have to put all of your effort into just like the physical attributes so like strength constitution and dex otherwise like if you want to play like a high wisdom barbarian, so you you need a high constitution and a high strength, but then you shirk on the decks, and you're just like, oh, okay, I guess my <laughs> guess my AC is like thirteen now. You're just like, um, I guess I'm just taking <laughs> by ev- literally everything, right? Um, but it's kind of nice because this is this is the ultimate class for like I'm going in this direction, and I'm just going to be very very good at going in this direction. So uh, it's kind of nice that it there's a little taken off of something else, it, especially since a lot of spell saves are like wisdom or charisma. Uh, like a lot of them are decks, but DMs can't win them all. <laughs> and honestly, the later you get in levels, AC drops off in importance. Most things hit you anyway, <laughs> unless there's a bad roll. Like, there's bad rolls, okay. You know, as long as your AC is not, like, pitiful, like 12 or something. Yeah. You know, if you get it up into that 15, 17 range, bad rolls will miss, and then 90% of the rolls will hit anyway. So, right. like, uh, barbarians are just like, yeah, whatever. We'll just focus on other things. Mostly yeah. dealing damage and soaking damage. That's true. And uh, although your rage doesn't help this, but to get around... AC because there'll be some random cleric or paladin in your party that has like a 23 AC <laughs> higher levels. So it's like, well, fine, I'm just gonna use Kona Cold. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna hit you anyway. Yeah, exactly. uh, and then, just like, that, whatever. Then uh, it doesn't really help you anyway. And in that case, this next ability will help you at level two. You get the danger sense. Uh, yeah. I think it'll help you against Kona Cold. Or is Kona Cold? Kona Cold is a constitution save, yeah, okay. but so Fireball. Help you. But Fireball, fireball. will help you. So danger sense. Uh, level two, which is great at level two, it gives you advantage on any dex saves against effects that you can see. So it it says traps, which is funny, but if it's trap, you can't see. <laughs> like you're not gonna yeah, have advantage this, on it. This is kind of interesting because it yeah it says specifically traps, but usually traps are hidden and yeah. Generally, s- I wouldn't let people use that on a trap. There's no way if you fell into a trap, guys. It, that's the point of a trap. You exactly. missed it. <laughs> usually, there's like a perception check or something yeah. that a rogue will do, and then like you see it, and then you don't trip it. 
yeah. So <laughs> then you don't need it anyway. But <laughs> yeah. but this does this does come up. This does come up. It does, it fireballs does come and up. the like. Uh, rocks falling from the ceiling. Everyone make a deck save. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it comes up. It comes up a lot. And having advantage on it's very nice. I mean, it, it'll it, it could get rid of some damage. And having it at level two is sweet. Just to just yeah. But you get something right. else at level two. And you also get the reckless attack at level two. So you throw caution in the wind. I. My AC's 10. Everyone's going to hit me anyway. Who cares? Right, yeah. When you make uh, your first attack on your turn, you can decide if it's going to be a reckless attack. And when you do that, you get advantage on that attack roll as long as it's using strength. So again, they went very much into like, you can't use this class with anything but melee weapons. We want you swinging with a big old strength weapon. Yeah, so so there's an interesting wording to this. So when you when you make your first attack on your turn... You have to decide if you're going to attack recklessly for the entire turn. So right, um, right, right. Attack recklessly. It says exactly yes. for forever on that turn. So in basically the only time this comes up is when you get two attacks, and if you say like, "Oh, I don't know," and you don't attack recklessly in your first strike, in the first you can't one, right. attack you can't recklessly in your attack. second one. Exactly. You have to make the decision later on, um, but usually. You, you already know whether you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah, it's almost. It's usually you're just always going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> because advantage is such a huge advantage. I, yeah, like, <laughs> you want to guarantee hitting them? Friggin' attack and roll twenty d like four d twenties to hit them, and yeah, most of them is, will work. It is pretty nuts. And most barbarians have a ridiculous like bonus to hit. Like it's usually plus eights, plus tens. It's like okay, oh, I'm yeah. never missing. Yeah, yeah, and. and you also want to crit. I mean, th- this allows you. To, this gives you twice the chance to crit. I mean, yeah, some of the later abilities later on uh, have to do with crits. And thinking about this, think think about always getting advantage on your attacks, depending on what number you're trying to get. Uh, rolling with advantage is kind of like the statistical equivalent of like a plus four or five, and like okay. legendary weapons give you only plus three. So you just get this. This, like, is a, insane... this is a legendary ability. Oh yeah, and at later levels, <laughs> this with these insane uh, attack mods. If you have like plus eleven to your attack, which is not super unusual, then you you roll one. You're like, oh man, rolled a two, only got a only got a thirteen. I'm gonna roll again. Oh, I got a I got an eight this time. Okay, now I hit. Yeah, <laughs> like you <laughs> that, don't need to roll difference. high to hit. At later levels, so having advantage is just like you're gonna hit, you're gonna hit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and super, I mean, already level one and level two, they're just like, there you go, barbarian, like kill everything, go yeah. ahead. And the reckless attack, I've seen people use this with rogue, just to you just give yourself advantage, so you always get sneak attack. Sure, sure. I like, I yeah, I mentioned this. This works great with uh, with a rogue. Raging mm-hmm. works good with a rogue. You're you don't wear heavy armor, so whatever. You don't necessarily. Uh, attack with a strength weapon. Maybe that would be the one thing, uh, because you're, yeah, you, you want to get, get the bonus. extra bonus. Yeah, you don't get the rage damage bonus. With the sneak attack, still... I think it needs to be a finesse weapon. Exactly so. right. Exactly. You can't. You have to do one or the other, uh, and you'll probably go with the sneak attack damage, and then. But it'll yeah. still give you the resistance. The resistance doesn't require the weapon to be used. Uh-huh. So that's nice to have. Um, all right, level three is when we'll get into all the subclasses. We'll uh, we'll step through that as we as we go into all of those we're just going to continue through the rest of barbarian class because it's quite simple from here on out um 
Ability score improvements at level four, uh, you'll get them again at eight, 12, 16, 19. So a lot of ability scores. So you'll be a stacked character by the time yeah. you're level 20. Like All 20s. Really feats. And feats are huge with this. Yeah, feet, yeah I, I agree with you. Right. This might, this probably will be used more towards feats, I would imagine, actually. Yes. Because you really have, like we mentioned, like two things you're focused on is mostly like the con and the strength. And, and I you think, sort of let everything else falter. And... Exactly. <laughs> and I, I just want to point out one feat, which is basically, it's used almost universally as Great Weapon Master. Right. Uh, basically, it it's a feat that allows you to take a, a minus five to your attack modifier, but you get plus ten in damage if you hit. Which <laughs> is so insane. Which is insane. And remember what I said about about getting advantage it's like a plus four or five right. the, the, again statistically equivalent um right so at cer- certain points yeah. you could be doing like a flat like if you hit with both your attacks it's like a flat 30 damage from like your bonuses this is without rolls yeah it, it's like just it's pretty nuts. bonuses the barbarian in our campaign that's that's what it is because he has like I think it's like a plus 21 to damage if he hits <laughs> without rolling. <laughs> without rolling, yeah. That's his base damage. And minimum. And like the average fireball is 28. So with rolling, <laughs> he's just casting fireball twice a turn. Every turn, yeah. Oh, that, that's each hits plus 21? Yeah. So he can do, like, his if he hits with both attacks, it's a, a flat 42 damage. Flat 42 damage. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. It's I mean, like, I, I don't know that damage. I think my character, the most I did in a turn was like 25, and I felt great. You're like, whoa, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I did some like, damage. Oh, I crit, one attack, I did this. <laughs> like, okay, I did I did 73 points of damage. <laughs> like, ah, oh, dang, I missed with that one attack. The other one only did 50 damage. 50 so... damage. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> little yeah, ridiculous, a little ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, I kind of wonder if, like, yeah, like, there should be another talk about balancing parties, too, and, like, not having that one guy that does 100 damage a turn when the rest of the party can do 10, but it's yeah, tough. Yeah, it, it's tough, and this is the thing about uh, having good party comps. Like, if everyone understands that this is the guy who does the consistent, like, all we need to do is just counter this wizard spells, then, <laughs> like, this monster you summoned... He's the one doing damage, so we're just gonna like that. Like that's what the that's what the party does. Like not everyone does does damage. Everyone like it orbits the damage consistency of like one of these characters. Or right. you could be like, ah, how like how come my character isn't doing as much damage? Then talk to your DM and. <laughs> I'm not upset. I do, my character does cool stuff. Yeah, that's very true. I, yeah, he's done did plenty uh fifth level is when you do get that second attack very important almost like getting to fifth level as a barbarian is like one of the things you want to do immediately i don't like screw multi-classing at all until you at least get your second attack you know what i mean you're also going to get an increase of 10 feet of movement while you're not wearing heavy armor yeah at fifth level it seems kind of random but that is uh i think they added that in because like Man, it sucks when the person there, the, whatever you're fighting, has like five more feet of movement than you. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. just like, just oh, I can't there. do anything. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And and if you look at the other melee martial characters, typically in monk and rogue, they're so much faster. Yeah, right? yeah they, they never have issues. Yeah, they the monk 
gets like additional 20 feet of movement <laughs> right later yeah. levels the rows get to bonus action dash they, yeah dash so like yeah. the, i agree it was needed it, it was needed and they still put the tagline in can't be wearing heavy again can't like they keep, they keep tagging that to be like though again if you did the rogue with this like or, or monk how fast would you freaking be <laughs> you want to make a fast character man jeez uh seventh level you have a feral instinct you have advantage on initiative love that this is so big because love that. the thing that really gets barbarians is if you get those no last those attacks in before you rage or if you get hit with attacks before you rage. Right, because, right. Because the damage is ba- essentially doubled. You're yeah. not used to that. Yeah, right. You're like, what is this what everyone else feels? This is awful. <laughs> and a lot of times, the uh, <laughs> like for me, I'll like, if I'm homebrewing a monster, I'll just, I'll just like change the damage dice from a D8 to a D10 because I know the barbarian is, is going to be resistant <laughs> to it. So like, ah, whatever. And then you get the attacks and it's like, whoa, I just did 40 damage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he could person. do anything about it. I agree, yeah. So this this is almost necessary. Like, yeah, this is incredibly important. Which also leads us to say, like, the dex is still important too. I mean, you can see, exactly. see already, like, you're getting armor class directly from your dex mod. As well as getting that, like, it's dex is pretty big, actually, on a barbarian. Right, yeah, so if you're doing that. There's something no to be said thing. to go as a dex barbarian, but then, of course, the rage doesn't help you as much. Yeah. But it'd be interesting. Uh, you also, if you're surprised at the beginning of combat and aren't incapacitated, you can act normally on your first turn uh, in, instead. And as long as you enter but- your rage... <laughs> Right away, which you draw to right? 99% of the time on a barbarian. <laughs> like, I I literally can't think of the situation where you're like, hmm, I know I'm surprised, <laughs> but We're I'm getting going ambushed, to, but I could hmm. act in rage and no, no bad things will happen, or, <laughs> or I could take a lot kind of, of damage. <laughs> Uh, it, it does feel like at that point they're playing the barbarian for you, right? It's just like this yeah. is a beginner's class, right? They're just like, right. By the way, rage first. Rage first. <laughs> I don't know how you made it to seventh level without realizing this first, but in case you did it, rage first. Please before rage before you attack. Use your bonus actions okay. first. <laughs> uh, ninth level, you'll get the brutal critical, so you can roll an additional weapon damage die. Uh, when you deal a critical strike, it'll increase to two additional dice at 13th level and three at 17th level. So you'll just kill like, anything at 17th level. Yeah. Just keep in mind that if you're using the critical hit rule where you double the number of, or double the number that you rolled on the dice instead of doubling the number of dice. You don't mm. double these dice. These are like you if you roll two d six. No, this is give plus one basically. Say double dice plus one dice. Right, but uh, people do critical uh, hit damage rules differently. Some people are uh, like, okay, if you have a great axe, that's one d one d twelve. Instead of rolling two d twelve on a kit, they roll a d twelve and then they double that number. So like, oh, I rolled a six on a d twelve. Oh. Double it to double to twelve. Um, and uh, some people. They do, like, if you crit, you just do the maximum number on whatever your damage would be, or, like... I think that's how... I I remember, whatever it was, my friend has a rule, too, where he did it kind of like that. I think he does the max damage thing. 
Mm-hmm. Where, where he just like assume like oh you crit then max damage like whatever yeah. how many dice you have that maxed maximum yeah Which, a... i don't love that i mean that just feels like okay so just one shot like, like yeah, what yeah <laughs> yeah i i no I like no i do i do also hate when i crit and i and do less <laughs> damage than a normal attack and i'm like wow like all, like i think i get why people say like okay just do max damage just to make it feel like that crit was super worth it. Like, oh, it meant that damage meant something. Right. Yeah. And th- some people to get around that, they instead of adding another die that you roll, you add like if you roll a d12, you add a 12 like to the damage. Like, so, so you, you roll add, regularly, but add a max damage. Add a die. max damage die. So yeah. I, I like that rule best, I think, because yeah, it still it makes the crit feel super worthy. Yeah, and you're right. always doing more damage than what you normally always like. do. Right, exactly. I like that. Um, like, I feel like a crit should do more damage, probably, yeah. than a regular attack, and it normally does. But some rolls are bad. Some rolls are bad. <laughs> and some I, rolls are. Bad. I love just the idea. I, I love. I love making people roll more dice. But we can. <laughs> but yeah, that's a. Yeah, it's one yeah, of those rules you can play around with because dice. there's yeah. there's no narrative tie to like dice doing more damage. You, you, so you can play D and D any way you want. You can play Barbarian any way you want, but you have to rage first. But you have to rage first. <laughs> you, can, you are allowed to have fun as a Barbarian if you rage at the if beginning of the turn. you rage first. <laughs> Otherwise, you lose your turn. Oh, man, it's so true. Uh, at 11th level, you'll uh, have the Relentless Rage. It'll keep you fighting despite your mortal wounds. If you drop to zero hit points while you're raging, you don't die. You make a DC 10 save. If you succeed, you'll drop to one instead, so it'll save your life. And you can use, after you use it, DC just increases by five. So if they immediately go back and hit you again, you die. Okay, just roll DC 15. You're alive again. Right. Amazing ability. And uh, so it it says while you're raging and you don't die outright. This really only matters at at low levels because there's some spells that just like, you die. Uh, (laughs) And some, and the other, uh, the other rule is if you, go negative your maximum hit points then you just die out right so if you're at 20 right. hp and your max is 20 and you take 40 damage you're just dead you're dead no saving throws um that kind of rarely comes up but sometimes it does especially with a barbarian's health pool right i mean they, 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 we're talking about like 12 on the hit dice so th- your your health stacks up fast you're gonna be barbarian. fine you're gonna yeah, be fine. yeah exactly you're gonna be fine this might save your life a bunch of times yeah 15th level is the persistent rage. Now your rage is so fierce, it'll only end if you fall unconscious or choose to end it. So no longer, you don't, you're not required to attack every turn or take damage. It'll just stay, which is like, at this point, you said like at, at level 20, it's unlimited. It basically is unlimited at 15. Like once you're at, the, at this level, like you can just be like, what do you have five day. rages rage. and they never end? Yeah. Like, so you're never going to have to rage that much in a day. Ever. There's no way. Actually, do you get them a short rest or a long rest, the rages? I think it's short rest, right? That'd be a good thing. That's a good thing to... I think it's a... You must finish a long rest. rest. Yeah, I was going to say, it is like the main class mechanic, so I think it's... That's fair. But still, they give you so... Don't fret about it. You have so many rages, you'll be fine. I've never seen a barbarian go, I know, I can't rage! There was... There was a couple times... Uh, Pat chose not to rage during like dungeon crawl esque things during like small mm. fights. We we're like, this is obviously not the most important thing. That's but, fair. If you're in a really long dungeon, maybe you don't in certain scenarios when it's not like it's like a couple flying books are around. Not it's not 
this is a boss fight. That happens so many times. <laughs> a couple flying books. Every time, every time I'm in a dungeon, there's a flying book. <laughs> I, I'm going to make the deadliest flying book you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm going to be terrified. <laughs> and it's going to be, be like, oh, it's just going to look like a regular flying book. A regular, in air quotes, flying a book. A regular flying book. And yeah, it's going to you know, kill D&D. some fools. It's going to drop bodies. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna keep my eyes it's, out for it. It's one it attack for each page, but only does no! one damage. Oh my god, this thing will never die. Uh, 18th level, you have indomitable might. Your total for a strength chest. Uh, sorry, if your total for a strength che- check is less than your strength score, you just use that score. I mean, and your strength score is usually 20. 20 at this point. If it's not <laughs> so, 20, you're doing something wrong, so you can never so get lower than 20. Strength check 20. Done. I win. Good. We're moving on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's not great. Seems kind of pointless. Because Yeah, it seems kind of pointless at late levels like that. You have advantage or proficiency. Like It's kind of annoying, right? Because like you want to give the bar, like at that late level, help him out in the aspect that he's weak in. At 18th level, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. we get it. He's good at strength already. Like, and con. Maybe give him, like, a wisdom save for some reason. I Probably not. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But, you know, whatever. It's just not as Yeah, useful. it seems kind of underwhelming. You're like, yes, I get to roll high. Like, but I I pretty much been rolling high. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So. And then 20th level is hilarious. <laughs> Your strength and constitution scores increase by four each. And your maximum for those scores is 24, yeah, which so no now, one has. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> now basically you'll get plus 8. Plus, and, plus 8? Okay, I was wondering yeah. what the, it worked out to be. Okay, it's plus 8? I thought it would just be like plus 6. Like, it just give you like one more. No, the, because it goes up by each even number it goes up. So 20 is a 5. Oh, no, so it's a 7. 7. 22 would be a 6. 24 is a 7. seven yeah. Yeah. So you get plus 7. To all of your damage abilities now. Oh my god! And because in your since your health pool is tied to your constitution, and if you increase your constitution, you retroactively get health. Interesting. So your like, your health like will also as four per level. So like you'll go up by eighty health. Or? Uh, by two. So because you uh, so it'll go up by forty. Yeah, that's a lot of health. It's a lot of health, which is basically 40 is, 80 40 is for a, a lot of health. Yeah, right, which basically is 80 for a barbarian with the with its damage immunity. All right, so there's your and at level 20 like class. 80 health. It, I'd be disappointed if I only got like 30 health out of it. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but like 40 health, sure. 40 is a lot of health. That's that's a that's a full hit and a half or something like that's that's a good. I'll take 40 health. So that's your base class. We'll go into all of these subclasses now, and as we do it, we'll start with our player's handbook ones. It's probably the ones everyone's going to, for the most part, be using. Uh, not a lot of people play with all the extended craziness of right. uh, what's been out in D&D 5e. So we'll start with, the, there's only two base subclasses in uh, the original, and that is the Berserker and the Totem Warrior. We'll start with the Berserker. Again, these start at level three, where you're going to select it. And if you... These subclasses don't go too deep. There's not a lot to them. Generally, all of them give you four things. Especially (laughs) in the beginning, yeah, especially. Yeah. There's some complicated ones later on. But yeah, this one... But but yeah, these ones are super base level. Not a lot going on. 
Berserker, especially in the base game. So yeah, this is kind of like the champion of of this of the, the fighter. Yeah, it's uh, and it's by no means terrible. But here, here's actually it's actually pretty good. I actually like the Berserker quite a bit. Here's what it gives you: level three, right when you select it, uh, all level three is given you. If you remember, is is this class? So what's it gonna give you then? Is a frenzy. When you choose this path, you can go into a frenzy when you rage. If you do so for the duration of your rage, you can make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each of your turns. So that kind of means you get an additional attack at level 3, which is really, really good. Level 5, you'll have 3 attacks as Mm -hmm. long as you've gone into a frenzied rage. Now, when this frenzied rage ends, you'll suffer one level of exhaustion. So you yeah. want to use this generally when you know there's not going to be fighting coming up after this one. It's like, yeah. this is my grand finale. Yeah, and if you only do like one or two uh, like combats per long rest, I don't really see this as too much of a downside. It's always good. When you're in the frenzied rage, you feel overpowered. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about those plus 20 damage mods. That's yeah, imagine imagine the great great weapon master right doing uh, plus tens on three weapon attacks. Oh my yeah, god! And uh, our bar- old barbarian did this, right? I believe he was yeah, berserker. He was, a, he was a berserker, and he was uh, he was doing this. Uh, level six, you'll get the mindless rage. Can't be charmed or frightened while raging. That's super useful. Uh, generally susceptible to some fuckery by (laughs) said npcs especially charmed and frightened and it feels like when you're raging you shouldn't it feels like this should be in the normal class yeah something with advantage i think i think they did this they made it like this thing on purpose so people don't complain about it not being in the first path but i i kind of i kind of like it or I like the weakness of the of the uh, barbarian be like wisdom based because you kind of have to sure, make that your sure. weakness. Yeah, um, and hey, if you don't want to be weak to it, go this go this class, yeah, go exactly. berserker. There's nothing wrong with berserker. I mean, th- none of these give you that much that it's like to be like, oh, but I'll, I won't get that other ability from the others. These are good, fair abilities. Yeah, nothing sucks more than like. <laughs> your 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 DPS tank suddenly being dominated and is turned against you. You're just like yeah, suddenly oh, getting no. charmed and he doesn't <laughs> want to fight anymore. And you're like, wait, yeah, what? That's what you do. The intimidating presence is what you'll get at level ten, and this just fits perfectly within the class. Uh, you'll be able to frighten someone. Uh, you have to use an action on your turn. And yeah, it, there is no uh, like extent as to how many times you can use this ability but you can't use it on a creature that has succeeded on its saving throw for 24 hours like that's it's only like that's but you can use it every turn if you wanted to so it's just cool to add this what's it do well you choose a creature that you can see within 30 feet of you it has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw which is eight plus your proficiency plus your charisma mod so uh charisma mod shows up (laughs) (laughs) if you have one yeah uh, or they'll be frightened of you, and on subsequent turns, you can use your action to just keep them frightened, which is pretty cool if you want to keep something away. it's Mostly your job as a barbarian is to just slam your face into everybody, but yeah. uh, this gives one extra thing that it, Kit 
you know, as the barbarian, which is pretty cool. And if you're frenzying, at least you can do. You can't, can yeah. If you're frenzying, your you can still attack. So it's cool. Yeah, it's true. That that makes it really good that it's in this subclass, right? Is like, at least right. it gives you an out to being like, no, I still can attack. Yeah, my uh, my thing is, I always think it's funny that barbarians are, you know, these like, it's mountain of people, just like jacked up. They're so supposedly super scary and strong and all about fighting, but usually their charisma is super low, so they fail all the time on intimidation checks. <laughs> and, and like this, like your charisma modifier, it's very possible that it's negative one here. So, I feel like if you, if you went this class right, you wouldn't make that your first one, not, right? Yeah. You you would make that your plus one or your zero, and you would like make yeah. intelligence you, you, and wisdom really low. Yeah, yeah that's a good you would point. go. You would go intelligence and wisdom being low. You would not go charisma. Just, just, and charisma is a good one to have. As like, I mean, persuasion comes up all the time. Intimidation comes up all the time. Right. So you know, the charisma is not the worst to have. And uh, it it's kind of fun because this this also could be used in role playing too. Like as right. a part, like if you're if you frighten somebody, you're trying to intimidate. I think that's totally cause for like, oh, you get plus five to this intimidation check or you get advantage or something right all right then you get retaliation at level 14 this is great whenever you take damage from a creature within five feet of you you can use your reaction to swing at them awesome yeah it, it's more i feel like that, oh man that's awesome i feel i wish you could do that anyway like everyone wishes <laughs> they could do that like dang they hit yeah. me i want to hit them back to do <laughs> so i love this ability absolutely yeah, you, love it you get like four attacks every round yeah right i mean because opportunity attacks happen way less often than this happens right like oh, something yeah. smacking you in the face okay i smack him back hey, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey <that hurt. laughs> so uh, absolutely love this absolutely it's love kind this of show. funny this whole class feels like each of these abilities could have been in the base class at one absolutely, point absolutely absolutely they're just like we don't know which ones to be in the base class, which ones to not. So we're so just going to, all the leftover ones. stuff, we're going to make a subclass out of it. Yep, yep. And it's, and this is a super, yeah, this is such like a base level barbarian though, but it's everything you want the barbarian to be. Yep, so like, it can't be bad. I, you're never upset with your barbarian smacking things around this much. You know what I mean? Like this is, <laughs> you, just, you just hit things. Yeah. That's, yeah. And being that's, immune that's to being I'm frightened. Here. And, like, and that's, that's great. So love the berserk. What do you give the berserker if we have to give it a grade? Um, I think it because it, there's not much to these classes. Like it's hard to rate these ones, right? <clears throat> Just on one, how much they're going to actually give you. Yeah, I this one in particular, <clears throat> like it has no real role playing aspect to it. Which I mean is that that could be totally not the fine. frightening presence. Yeah, but you could uh, terrify something with an ability, I guess. Uh, I yeah, outside of hitting things, it doesn't really do anything other than. I don't, I don't think many of them do. I mean, we'll, we're going to go into all of them, but there's, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I'm gonna just gonna give it a C. It does its thing very well, but it's not very flexible. I give it a solid B. I think this is just a solid choice. As as far as barbarians go, you can't go wrong. Just going berserker and just swinging at things, so. I think it's a solid B. Uh, the other one in the base class game is the Path of the Totem Warrior. This is this is a good one. 
This one's sweet, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and I think more often than not, most base level games will go this one as compared yeah. to the Berserker. Uh, and it's old for the level three thing, which we'll, we'll go over. Uh, le- <clears throat> At level three, you'll get two things. The Spirit Seeker, which is giving you some of that role play ability that you were mentioning. Because yeah. uh, it'll give you the ability to cast Beast Sense and speak with animals. Only as rituals, which, I mean, because you don't have a spell casting, which is fine. Right. Rituals <laughs> means you can cast them whenever you want to cast them. It just takes a little bit longer. Uh, which is fun. I speak with animals I always love. I think it's so it's great. Fun. I yeah. love it. So to have this is just like baked into your class. Freaking cool. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, and then w- one nice thing about the uh, Totem Warrior class, as, as we advance through the levels, it does like kind of the same thing at each of the milestones <clears throat> is that you're going to choose a totem animal and based off of that totem animal it'll do a certain effect kind of almost like feels like warlocky in that nature right you select yeah, yeah. certain pieces to piece together and you don't have to it's like the one you selected at this third level you don't have to select at six so you yeah. can mix and match any totem spirits that you want so the animals are bear eagle elk tiger wolf and yeah, yep. so if you choose bear at level three, which you will, uh, you don't have to choose bear at level six and fourteen. Right. Which, is- but you can't, you can't go back and choose. Well, I, I bet you probably can change him. I guess if you want to change, but you can't choose like two of the level three spirits exactly. and one of the level six because some of the level yeah. three ones are honestly better than what you get. Unfortunately, yeah. later on, um, and and. We'll start with like a level three. There's one that like 90% of all barbarians take and that's the bear Uh, because it says while raging, you have resistance to all damage except psychic. Except psychic. They give give DMs (laughs) out. They're like, all right, here we go, baby. (laughs) It's the psychic. Except psychic. Coming at you. (laughs) So random, but I mean, it's that's such an absurd ability. It's probably the most powerful ability in the game, especially at level three. I mean, yeah, all you just double your damage. hit points. This is literally doubling your hit points. All it, damage. It says all. It says all. All damage. All of it. And anything the, that hits you. Anything that hits you at all. But the best part is you get to uh, uh, crush the soul of the DM when he rolls something super high. Be like, well, I've resisted to that, so it's only half. Like, yeah, fine. every every and you can do that every time. Every time, I mean, like, oh, half because I have resistance. Like, I know, <laughs> I know you have resistance. Like, I was just letting you know. <laughs> That's rounded up. Uh, oh. Yeah, so like, it's it's annoying, right? Because it's kind of like, okay, so we select this, right? Like, like, there's you can't select any of the others. That's too powerful. It's way it, too powerful. Yeah, you really. Unless, Although there's some of the other options, but honest to God, it's so stupidly. Strong. You might select wolf depending on your party composition, but you're only doing it because you're actively not. Here, here's some of the real bad ones: tiger, garbage. Well, raging, you can add ten feet to your long <laughs> jump. Who the f wait, cares? Whoa, wait, hold on. Or three feet to your high jump. Oh my god! Especially <laughs> when in the same row, elk. Gives you 15 extra feet of movement. Maybe if you want to be fast. Uh, you get 15 extra movement speed with that one. That's at least something. But uh, it's nothing compared to the damage. Eagle is... you. Other creatures have disadva- uh, sorry, yeah, disadvantage on opportunity attacks against you. 
and you could use the dash action as a bonus action on your turn. That's actually pretty sweet. Yeah. So it makes you into more of the rogue. Um, and yeah, that's actually really sweet, it, right? Because like, it's this weird. advantage on opportunity attacks feels good. Yeah, and but like one, it's weird to ha- you have two movements, really with Three. the elk, with the elk, elk tiger, and, uh, and eagle. Well, I don't really count the tiger because it's I literally cross that one out every time I look at it. I my brain is like, <laughs> you're not going to actually read what this does. Um, <laughs> it's so bad, but like. Yeah, I mean, this, the eagle is really, really cool. But, like, only if you know that <laughs> if the people you're fighting are, like, going to be moving around a lot. Because mostly, like, you get in combat and you just try to stay engaged with this person as much as you can. And it doesn't really help much if you just die because you don't have resistance to, like, all the, all the necrotic damage. <laughs> but wouldn't it be better to just have resistance to everything? Probably. Uh, and the other one that uh, he mentioned might be chosen, which is the wolf. Uh, your friends will have advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature within five feet of you that's hostile to you. Which, yeah, that there's a huge benefit to that. So if, if like yeah. he mentioned, if your party comp's all melee characters that are trying to like crush something by just jumping up on it as a wolf pack would or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and like in those scenarios... Maybe you're not taking all the melee hits, so maybe yeah, like, that, that, yeah, that was all kind of my damage point where it's isn't like, as important. I don't know. Yeah, there's if you some, have a paladin honestly, and a rogue in there, you're just like, well, we're just gonna gang up on these people, and you're you're probably not taking all that damage. But man, you you just you just have to be like, well, bear's the default. Yeah, you just go bear. I'm I'm not taking that because I've done this before, and I know it's awesome and better than all the other ones. But <laughs> I'm choosing this, <laughs> right? I feel like I would go eagle just to spite the bear and just be like, "That eagle looks cool. Let's do it." Yeah, screw you, bear. Uh, and, and if we haven't mentioned it yet, uh, all of these are only in effect wall raging. So you don't yes. just always have resistance to all damage forever. Yeah, always, adding ten feet to your long jump distance too powerful. Yeah, on its own. Wizards so of the Coast ha- knew. You have to rage first, and you then to... you could jump 10 feet. <laughs> Which, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> combat? So why, why are you jumping 10 feet in combat? Oh, my God. So <laughs> bad. so bad. Especially it's... when right next to... Like, it kills me that Elk is just like, increase your movement speed by 15. Yeah. It's like, that's farther than the jump can go. I know. <laughs> so why are we jumping? Uh, it's so... It's like... I, they couldn't come up with anything for a tiger to do. This is embarrassing. That, that is it's straight embarrassing. That like this that is, is pathetic on all accounts. That that's you shouldn't like, spend any more time on it. That's like if a wizard had his third level spell that says you gain a second level spell slot. Oh my <laughs> it's just god! Like, wait, what? It's like real, like that's what you came up with? Like just give me like a thing I had. Oh my god! Yeah. Which we've gone over. There's been cases of that in sub, definitely in subclasses of the wizard, not the wizard class itself but like i know we've definitely gone over the subclasses and been like that's like, what you came like <laughs> you yeah. just like repeated the same thing <laughs> all right we'll move on to the sixth level where once again you choose any of the same spirits but this is where especially at sixth level ones this is where i mentioned like wouldn't it be great if we can go back to those third level 
ones that we right yeah like i like that i like to get the wolf and the bear for oh, yeah hold on i kind of want that extra 15 feet of movement though how, how disappointed are you if you're like this adventure you're just like i give myself over to the spirits of the animals and you're I'm like six level I'm, I'm gonna get this six level i am the power of the bear. bear this is so good i'm invincible i can't wait to the next one like Oh, I could carry a little bit more now. <laughs> oh, so okay. So, what, yeah, what's the, the next? The advantage of these uh, next six level ones is you no longer have to rage to get the effects of this. Yes, but um, the effects. You have to rage yeah, to double your carry capacity. Just to get this. What? So he mentions that specifically because Bear, the first one we'll, we'll talk about, is your carrying capacity will be doubled. Which... Our campaign doesn't really go over carrying capacity at all. It's I, you could go super in depth with it. I, I don't know. It's not like yeah, it'll come up in certain scenarios. Like you can't just I'm gonna carry this barge. Like okay, like there's physical. Like we understand. I can't just carry the carriage on my back. Right. Right. But th- yeah, that's uh, one of the reasons why like bag of holding was invented or portable holding. Right. It's just yeah, like yeah, right. Hey, we have I don't want to think about stuff. it, especially right. with stuff like gold, like. Yeah, especially with gold. gold. It's like you want to like, give on, like, players ten thousand gold as reward for killing a dragon, but like the logistics. I'll of store it in the bank. Give me some bonds. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and that's what I'm ship? holding. I'm going to do an uh, electronic bank transfer <laughs> yeah. from here. I'm going to buy a bunch of D and D Bitcoin. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be at cryptocurrency. Yeah. I'm going to be. Yeah, uh, I only work in crypto D and D currency. So. <laughs> Uh, the other only maybe benefit things <clears throat> it gives you with Bear is you'll have advantage on strength checks for anything made to push, pull, lift, or break. Uh, which which can come up. Hey, yeah. uh, sometimes you, you're a barbarian. They expect you to destroy things. Uh, I have an advantage on those checks. Uh, but yeah, we, we're laughing at that because most DMs don't care about carrying capacity and stuff. But in the ones you do, that might be like... It might be useful. Which, might be sure, big, go yeah. to the bear then. I don't know. If it's going to be useful for you, use it. Go ahead. I, yeah. If that sounds awesome, do it. Uh, Eagle will be the next one, which is similarly, like, sounds useful and is yet, at the same time, completely useless. Yeah. You can see up to a mile away with no difficulty. I, just, I don't know why. I can see I just, everything. I just think that's hilarious. It adds with no difficulty. It's like, no it's super easy for you to do this now. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. I like the only thing that that means is that the DM is going to be like, all right, you're the barbarian with the eagle. Here's what you see. Cause it's super far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like everyone in the party is going to hear it anyway. And it's not very useful, but at least you can see it as far away from you as you want. And you can relay that to your party. Additionally, here's the other minor benefit it gives you is that dim light won't give you disadvantage on perception checks, which could come up. But also yeah. there's a thing called like dark vision, For which the most like part, it doesn't do it well, anyway. Yeah. If you're, if you're like a half orc, half yeah, orcs have dark like, vision, right? Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, just most of this anyway. So, yeah. So, nope. Elk, uh, <laughs> they're all the same, like where they're useful, but not. Yeah. <laughs> when mounted or on foot, your travel pace is doubled. Uh, and the travel pace of up to 10 companions uh, of you are double. So, like, you travel faster, but, like, in campaigns, travel's, like, a boring aspect anyway that, like, generally you do, like, a role-playing scene during, like, there's some important things that happen, yeah. but for the most part, nothing, like, there's no real benefit to doubling yeah. your travel. Yeah. The- it, maybe it could come up. I mean, there there is, like, that thing where, like, 
we're on a quest right now where we do have a time limit technically when we receive the components we have to make it back within a certain amount of days right it could be useful in that scenario but like yeah that's, that's so minor that's so niche it's, it's like, weird taking an entire class feat to just be like yeah we like, need to be we need to be the this messenger to the capital so we're not implicated in the murder of this duke it's just like okay you do it now Good. yeah yeah uh, i don't know um, there's such a thing as cutscenes, basically when you play D is what we're mentioning exactly. and especially at high levels any any ability which plays during a cutscene not generally useful, right? Yeah, and, and eventually <laughs> you know? you'll get spells like teleport and teleportation circle. Which <laughs> where, where it uh, the next one's here's tiger coming back, and here it might be actually kind of useful. It just gives you two proficiencies. You can choose out of athletics, acrobatics, stealth, and survival. Now, athletics and acrobatics you might already have. Yeah, uh, I was thinking the same thing. So mostly it probably means you get stealth and survival. Now stealth's a pretty good one just to have proficiency in. So like not bad. Not bad. Yeah, you just get two free proficiencies. Again, two proficiencies. None of these are what you want at level six. Uh, yeah, again, it, that that feels it's it's really bad when you say like, oh, that's level six in your subclass though. That's <laughs> yeah, like oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's like when you get like, oh, I got these cool new battle maneuvers. Like now I can like oh parry and stuff. What do you can like well? I can, I'm a little more stealthy. I can, yeah. And that's about it. I'm like, I'm like plus two more stealthy. <laughs> like, right, yeah. That, that's it? This is mostly, yeah. I think, to make up for the fact that everyone will be salty that you just got such an overpowered level three. <laughs> They'll just be oh, like, all right, so now we're though, that, like, this class, because even when we get to, and we'll get to 14, but like, all right, so level 10 is quick. Well, uh, the, you can the, cast uh, commune with nature now. We forgot oh, wolf. wolf. Yeah, we didn't go over wolf. You can track other creatures while traveling at a fast pace and move stealthily while traveling at a normal pace. I mean, a little bit of role-playing to this. Yeah. Not super useful. If there's any ranger in the party, generally this will yeah, yeah, need yeah. to be taken anyway. Um, but yeah, whatever. You're slightly a ranger. Uh, I, I None of them are great. Just, just of, pick whatever. Yeah. Just pick literal whatever, whatever you think might be cool, or if you want to use flavor. Like, if you went bear, just go bear again, because you want to go full bear. I don't know. Full bear. I'm full bear. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever. Um, tenth level, you can cast Commune with Nature now, and when you do so, a spiritual version of that animal shows up instead, which is kind of cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, so it just adds some... Uh, uh, is is communal nature that good? Like this is all level ten gets you. Is it gives it's, you communal nature? It's a fifth level spell. Uh, so communal nature is you briefly become one with nature and gain knowledge of the surrounding territory. Uh, in the outdoors, the spell gives you knowledge of land within three miles of you. Okay. In caves, other natural undergrounds, uh, three hundred feet. So you gain knowledge of up to three facts of your choice. Uh, many of the following subjects relate to the area terrain abides water prevalent plants minerals animals and or people uh, mm. or peoples powerful celestial phase fiend and uh, elementals and undead influence from other planes of existence um, and buildings so that's you, actually pretty sweet so like if you enter a dungeon which you know you're entering a dungeon you go i'm gonna commune and let's let, i'll let you guys know what i find in here to prepare yourselves yeah that's it's actually a, pretty useful in it's certain like, party comps right I if the so. wizard wants to know like what are we gonna be fighting if, if we're fighting undead tell me now and i'll prepare like 
full lot of like undead destroying right. things. Exactly. Yeah. And, they're, they're, and how many times have we seen spells or abilities that are like, well, it only works against celestials or fiends. And right. Now you can and be like, well, it's like, hey, whatever's now there. They're here. Like, good. Now I'll do perfect, uh, protection from like the good and evil. Yeah. Or love that. Actually, so that's really circle. sweet. That's actually, I don't mind that. That's yeah. it's just like a 10th level trait to be like, hey, guys, I know we're just entering. Let me use this one thing. Doesn't take anything from me to do this, so let's like just do it. And, and it doesn't say there's a limit to how many times you can cast it either, which you probably only cast it once, and then you. Uh, got it's a whatever. ritual, right? So it's yeah, so, so just you, whatever you want. Minutes. Just takes, yeah, it just takes couple a little extra time, but it's not an hour. I thought rituals were an hour. Uh, rituals like, add ten minutes to the casting time. Oh man, yeah, then no problem. Just like it's just I think tiny just hut, commute like, whatever or something. I forget how long. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tiny Hut does take a while. Yeah, I, I guess that's why I'm thinking of it. Yeah, Tiny Hut just takes a long Maybe. time. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so not bad. I actually like that. I like that a lot. It's pretty good. Uh, add some some cool usefulness to a barbarian out of nowhere. Uh, Totem, uh, the 14th level. Yeah, these, these also have names. I haven't really read them. The first one was the Totem Spirit. Second one, Aspect of the Beast. Third one, Totemic Attunement. Again, we're choosing one of the totems. The bear is, and again, we're back to while you're raging only. Only so, raging. They were like, only raging. That was fun, guys, but yeah, doubling I, your uh, your movement speed while traveling specifically was too powerful. So but, we had to rein this back. With that, we're back to these abilities do a little more. Good yeah, stuff. good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Again, which is thank God, thank God. So at least it means something. So the bear, uh, any creature within five feet of you that's hostile to you has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you. Uh, which is awesome. An enemy is immune to the effects if it can't be frightened, though. So it's it's like a fear thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's still Not, huge. Almost uh, no creatures are immune to being frightened. So. Oh, interesting. Okay, it's good to know. So, so for the most part, this will almost always work. Yep. Now it is better in party comps specific to most people are going to be around this thing. Yeah. Because if not, if if everyone's a ranged character but you, no one's the, the creature's probably attacking you. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly yeah. probably doesn't give disadvantage to many things uh the eagle is while you're raging you'll have a flying speed which is hilarious equal to your walking speed uh it only benefits in short bursts though so you have to land <laughs> before your turn ends so essentially imagine you have like half your movement speed to like but like why yeah, but you it's gain... hilarious that this is there compared to like that tiger jumping thing because like now your right. your jump is half your movement speed which is like way higher than 10 feet yeah or the, it was like uh, three feet on your high jump but that like the most annoying thing in the world for a barbarian is there's that something thing up there flying yeah <laughs> and if you Absolutely. fall 10 feet so you take an extra d6 damage every turn or something whatever right but or you you know if if it's only 20 feet up in the air you, You're good. you could fly 20 feet up, smack it, fly 20 feet back down, and land. Exactly, yeah. You're good. So, yeah, it's awesome. I, I love that. I just think that that's so it, much fun to so play nice. around with that, too. And, and there's stuff like there's a chasm on the other side, so you can just mm. fly. And at, at level... Yeah, rage, just fly. 15, you have persistent rage, so you just... You just that is true. That's speed. really cool to... Yeah, imagine having levitate as a barbarian. You kind of got it with Eagle Totem 14 yeah. level. Like, you just kind of, oh, I'll, you have to use your rage to do it, and maybe you won't get attacked or anything like that, but you just earned all your movement speed plus 
maybe it, a dash action. Yeah. Especially you if you've got Eagle dash. in the first one. And yeah. you can just like literally fly 120 feet out of freaking nowhere, which is hilarious. That's pretty sweet, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one's the Elk. While raging, you get a bonus action on your turn. To move past through a space of large or smaller creature, they must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone and take 1d12 plus strength mod and damage as bludgeoning damage. So I love anything that gives you a bonus action. Yeah. So this it, is really awesome. Yeah. So basically you you like bull rush them like you're an elk yeah. trampling over them. And hey. It's a strength uh, against your strength plus your proficiency bonus. Yeah, strength bonus. bonus, DC 8 plus strength plus proficiency. We're talking like, man, that could be like a 16, 17 bonus. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely 17. missable. Yeah, uh, so. super missable. And being knocked prone and taking 1d12, like d12 plus like 4, right? Yeah. It's probably nuts. And if you do that first... <laughs> Then you can have advantage on all your attacks. You 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 can have advantage on all your attacks with reckless anyway, but but right, yeah, you, you can yeah you can rate yeah you can bonus action push through them, knock them prone, advantage on that attack. Yeah, it's that's awesome. So these these are all pretty awesome. There's yeah. some cool abilities here. Tiger is when you're raging. If you move at least twenty feet in a straight line, right before making a melee weapon attack against the creature, you move twenty feet in a straight line towards. You can use a bonus action to make an additional melee weapon attack. So kind of like that frenzied rage, as long as you char- are charging it <laughs> in yeah. a twenty foot line, it gives you that ability. And you can do something if you have forty feet of movement. You can walk back twenty feet, charge twenty feet back yeah, at them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they knew what they were doing with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So hilarious way to use it and definitely the way I would use it, like whatever, right? So that's awesome. Getting a bonus action to use an additional attack. Because that's that's kind of like a feat, like charger. With charger, you move, I forget what the footage is, you get to to make an attack against them. So you kind of get a free feat. Yep. Yeah, it's a charger feat, right? Exactly. Uh, Wolf is the last one while you're raging you can use a bonus action on your turn to knock a large or smaller creature prone when you hit it with a melee attack that's crazy yeah so first attack reckless hit it knock it prone knock it prone no save you just hit it prone you get no save you just knock them down so like it's good that they put the uh, large or smaller, yeah. right? so it does not just screw your bosses oh there's a big dragon yeah yeah (laughs) But this is so useful in literal every other fight. I mean, this is nuts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They have to use half their movement to stand back up if they want to not have disadvantage on attack rolls. So you just reduce their speed by half every time you hit with an attack, (laughs) which is pretty awesome. And yeah, and if anyone goes before it too, they also get advantage on uh, this guy. And he's like, oh, dude, so strong. Like 14th level, all of these were nuts. They're pretty awesome. Do you have a favorite of the fourteenth one of the of the fourteenth? Yeah, because the fourteenths are all sweet. Yeah, I like I like the wolf the best. Probably you like the wolf. You like yeah. knocking shit down. Yeah, the eagle down. is probably the most useful. 
just I say Eagle's my favorite too. I just love flying. I think that the, just having flying out of nowhere as a Marshall character that just, just that's like, just I to can me, fly now. What? Yeah, that's so unique. I'm just like like how could I not want to build that? Like the problem is that like 14th level. Like you you you're, you're if you enter a campaign in anticipation for that, you have a long way to wait, buddy boy, yeah, yeah. For, for 14th level to be like, but I'll fly then. I'll fly one day. <laughs> so, yeah, so it feels kind of bad. Like, this is maybe a character, like, I feel like I would one-shot as a Barbarian Totem Warrior. Uh, if they told me, like, you're going to do it at 14th level, I'd be like, yes, this is my moment. Like, this I'm going it. Eagle. I'm going Eagle Totemic Barbarian. Like, this is it. This is the, this is the time. Otherwise, you know, I generally don't love the Barbarian class anyways. Uh, so that's it for Totem Warrior. Uh, I feel like we have to give him an A. Yeah, you're required to at level three. Yeah, yeah, but like, so if we removed Bear from the equation, what is the rest of the class? Oh, that's a good question. I still think it's really good. Because like, yeah. your friends have advantage on... I think it's good at fourteenth level, but before that, I think it's not as good. Definitely not as good. I, yeah, I think I'd say it's below Berserker. I mean, again, this is barring Bear existing below Berserker. Like it's a B minus without yeah. Bear. B minus without with Bear. Bear, it's a straight A. Yeah, I, I still think it's a little better than Berserker, even without Bear, but. Okay, yeah. I, I just generally don't until 14th level when, like, it gets, like, a nutso ability where I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, way, way surpasses Berserker. Right. <laughs> Even though Berserker gets retaliation there, which is right. sweet, too. But uh, but these are just too much fun to play with. All right, moving on. Now we're going to move on to the more fun, I get Like, yeah, these you know, are the... They, they had to do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they these could, ones are, they couldn't just... are more interesting. Yeah, so we're going to go to Xanathar's, and they start. They finally started bringing in like more magical kind of aspects to it, which is what gave it some flavor. We'll start with the Storm Herald. And this one I don't love. I don't kind of get what they did with the Storm Herald, but let's go over Storm Herald, because it, it, it's, it's just... It, it follows the same, again, the same, like... It's very similar to the same style to of totem, totem Warrior. Yeah, uh, it absolutely is. I mean, it follows the same thing. It just kind of... So it allows you to choose certain things. This one's a little different and where Totem Spirits, you're not locked in. Uh, these Spirits, you're locked in. So these are your Storm Auras. Yeah. At level three, you'll get your storm aura. There's three choices, and you're locked in. Now, you're not locked in forever. You can change it, but only when you gain a level. Yeah, and that that's pretty big. That hurts, it, yeah. The... I feel like... It, you feel like I, I wish when I saw this class, I wish it allowed you to select it based off of... like When you rage, select... You know what I mean? Like I yeah. wish it said, like when you rage, like select one of these three... And do that effect so that you can change it based off the scenario that because these are not great effects. So these at are, least yeah, you can like tailor powerful. it. Yeah, it, at least you could tailor it to something that'd be more useful in, in the moment. And uh, like spoiler, a lot of these are like elemental based, so it, it'll be based on like damage types and things like that. But like, yeah, which is why I wish you're they not in control you to of that. Any rage. <laughs> I feel like if if someone really wanted to be this character, I would let them do it based off of every time they rage because it really let's go over the class it really won't make it overpowered in yeah the yeah let, let's 
let's talk about the class and then we'll... Then so we'll... the Storm Aura is uh, 10 feet of you in any direction, but not through total cover. So it's kind of like a swirling sphere that kind of keeps going anytime you rage. And every time you rage, uh, and again, it's as a bonus action, you'll create an effect of your aura based off of what you've chose as your environmental choice. If your aura's choice requires a saving throw, it will be 8 plus proficiency plus constitution. And there are the three types of environments are desert, sea, and tundra, which are very interesting choices. <laughs> uh, the desert is when activated, and this is all at level three, all other creatures in your aura will take two damage. It'll increase when you reach certain levels, but not by much. It increases to three at fifth, four at tenth, five at fifteenth, and six at twentieth. Like, why does it go up so low? Two at level uh, three is pretty good. Yeah, two at level three is fine. And immediately it's like three at level five. You're like, does not scale. (laughs) It immediately didn't scale well. Like, it should have doubled. It should have gone to like four at level five. Yeah. And then like six or eight at level 10. Nah, six. Yeah, six. It's every creature. Six at level 10. Yeah. And then like, and then it should have gone to like 10 at level 15. (laughs) And then like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a one time boom shot it's not like you're doing this every time well you so you can choose to re use activate it again as a bonus action while you're raging. oh okay so it allows you to keep bonus action yeah like but boom. still like an additional two damage every turn each turn to each creature using your yeah. bonus action that means you can't like use yeah, potions you can't bonus action if there's an item that allows you to use bonus action you can't do anything else yeah that hurts that hurts all right the next one's c when activated, you choose only one other creature you see within your aura, which your aura, again, is only that 10 feet, so it's got to be right next to you. They have to make a dex save, and they'll take 1d6 lightning damage on a fail save, or half as much on a successful one, and it goes up by a d6 every five levels. So it goes up to 2d6 only at level 10 is the first time it goes up yeah. by a d6. <laughs> Man, these these are so low. Like so... they must have been afraid of something. Yeah, I don't I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what either. I don't know. They were pretty afraid. The last one's the tundra. This gives you temporary hit points. It only gives you two temporary hit points. Uh and then it increases to three. It so it's, it follows the exact same path as the desert and fire damage yeah. as temporary hit points. So this At least one... temporary hit points are more generally useful. Yeah. And if allies are in your aura, they get temporary hit points as well. They will get them too, absolutely. But they have to be within 10 feet, uh, which is fine. I mean, maybe you rage then while you're near all your allies in the beginning of the fight, and then you run up to the creature and and attack. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It's only two hit points. Two temporary hit points. It's so low. It's so minuscule. It's nothing. It, that is, and at like five hit points at 15th level, literally means nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the only way that this is good is if, like, uh, if you allow, you know, like, temporary hit points to, like, res people. So you could just rage <laughs> and res, like, right. three people with five hit points. They're like, we're getting out of here. And then run. That's pretty sweet. But, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like as, a spa- as, a, as an AOE spare the dying ability, yeah. Basically. Storm Soul at sixth level. So it's just adding things. Uh, Desert will now add resistance to fire. Moreover, as an action, you can touch a flammable object and set it on fire <laughs> randomly. <laughs> Pretty cool. 
That is pretty, uh, that is pretty sweet. C, you'll get resistance to lightning, and you can breathe underwater and have a swimming speed of 30 feet. That's sweet. Pretty cool. Useful in some campaigns. And then Tundra is resistance to cold, and as an action, you can turn water into ice, a five cube of it. Uh, but it melts after one minute. <laughs> so random. <laughs> so, But, like, pretty useless, right? I mean, super useless. Yeah, like... Te- you gotta buff this class. I feel like, it, like compared to even the base classes we've talked about so far, it's like, why are you even talking about? This? Yeah, uh, resist to fire damage. That's fine, but that means like, if you want to play like a tiefling, uh, uh, race or any of the sub races, this is like I already have that. <laughs> so now and, like, I get nothing. Also, they they should like. I feel like another thing they should really have done is increased the range of your aura. At every milestone, so like sixth level, like 15, they should have yeah, they should have upped it to fifteen, and then tenth level they should up it to twenty, and then fourteenth they should up it to thirty. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. these these are such minuscule effects. At least give it some range too. I know. Especially so. Let's go over to level ten. All it allows you to do is each creature within your aura, which if you remember is only ten feet, will have resistance to the same thing you have resistance to at that last level. Yeah. But they have to be standing within your aura, which, again, is only 10 feet. Mm-hmm. And it's only one damage type. Oh, man, it's so bad. And then 14th level is the Raging Storm. Uh, desert, immediately after a creature in your aura hits with an attack, you can use your reaction to have them make a dex throw. On a failed save, they'll take fire damage equal to your barbarian level. So Half your barbarian 14. level. Mine says just your barbarian level. Oh, my, mine says half. Well, yeah. half would be bad. Barbarian level would at least be something. Like yeah, at I least know, right? that's a hit. Like, at least it's 14 at that point. Because point's. if they that make the fine. deck save, there's no damage taken. There's no damage. So at least if they failed the deck save, after you've used your reaction, at least you do just... Like, your opportunity attack's going to do way more damage than that if it hits. Yeah, we were just talking about uh, the Berserker, the Retaliation. Yeah, just it gets like, a Retaliation. You're it's going to hit. Way more damage. You have like a, yeah, you have like a plus so the C, 12 the to C's, hit the when a creature, so these all do kind of the same thing, right? When a creature does something within your aura. When a creature within your aura, uh, with an attack, you can use your reaction to force a creature to make a strength save with the C, and they're knocked prone because they're struck by a wave with that one. That's pretty cool. But, like, the wolf just does it when you hit. When you hit, which <laughs> with is no so much easier than waiting. Yeah, with no save. And then Tundra, you can uh, choose a creature you can see within the aura. They make a strength save. Or its speed is reduced to zero. Because uh, it's, it's slow. I mean, yeah, it just, it just seems a like a nerfed bad. class. It's just a nerfed yeah. class. Like, if someone really wants this, and they, they you just thought, like, I would buff it at every single point of the class. Like, come up with a yeah. total... Like follow this, right? Like general thing, and then just buff every aspect of it. Like buff the damage of each thing, buff the aura of each thing. Say you can choose whatever environment you want every time you rage. Yeah, the to give it some flexibility. The leveling thing sucks so much because That's like dumb. imagine so dumb. you you're playing a level all the way up to level fourteen, and you like okay, I'm gonna choose this one. You realize like ah, this is really not good. There might be like, like four months of weekly play before you level up to fifteen <laughs> or six months. Now you're just stuck with this class ability you hate. 
<laughs> and it isn't isn't very impactful to begin with. Yeah, I've even felt the same way. Even over spells, a lot of spellcasters, right, get to switch out a lot of their spells every level. But you don't come up with it at that time. Like, it's such a random, like, jarring time to be like, I'm going to overhaul all my spells. No, you just kind of, like, run with what you know. And yeah. you're not going to, like, just change your whole character based off that. That's what's so the nice thing about being a cleric and stuff. Because you're like, you have all of them. You just every every long I just rest. Have everything. I just have everything. Just have everything. Exactly. Long rest. You just and then wizards can do it like every day, not every level, right? They can just yeah. switch it out whenever. Bards they need and to sorcerers, I think, are the ones that you can switch that, out. Bard, level. and that's what I was. I was. The, I played a lot of the bard, right? And it was. They told me like, you can switch it every want. You gained a level. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I did a couple times. There were a few times where I did switch out some things because uh, I would go like a full two levels without casting the spell I took a single time. And I was like, You're like all, right, eh, all right. Yeah. This, I'm not useless. using this one. Yeah. Like let's take a different one. And that's what I would do. But otherwise it was like, yeah, like why would I change? I don't know. I use this spell every week. I'm not going to like just get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next all right. one that will go down is still these, in Xanathar's. These ones are much better. <laughs> much better. Yeah. So this is in Xanathar's by the way, if we didn't mention that uh, we started with off with a, with a slacker. The next one is the Path of the Ancestral Guardian. I think that is uh, what we currently have in the party, right? Yep. I'm yeah. Mistaken as our uh, barbarian, they get the Ancestral Protectors at level three. Uh, they will appear whenever you rage, and whenever you're raging, the first creature you hit with an attack becomes the target of these Ancestral Warriors, which will hinder its attacks. Until the start of your next turn, that target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against you. And whenever that target hits a creature other than you, so even through disadvantage, if they end up hitting with that attack, that creature will have resistance to the damage of the target's attacks. And that's all damage. This got me good. This did get you good. This it combined with the spear shield. Because I believe you shield. hit me. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. Well, this, I, yes, that is true. I also hit um, uh, uh, our paladin, Ryan, uh, with 75 damage and through various <laughs> abilities just just from this class got to reduce down to like 28. <laughs> I was oh, just like, I hate absurd. you. <laughs> absurd. And Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um. Also, because disadvantage is, is one thing, but like normally those in the boss fight scenario, you know, like, like most of the time in those boss fight chance. scenarios, yeah, right, like it's gonna get through, it's gonna hit. So the resistance is like absurd, all damage, so um, good. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the thing's like breathing fire, whatever it's yeah. doing on its attack, and it's just, just everyone out there. I I've had this person in my party forever. And we have to read this ability still almost every time. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. So when does it get into It's like, okay, like, you need to, now? obviously you need to rage. Got it. <laughs> when you hit it. But is it on, but you only on your turn when you hit it with an attack. <laughs> right. Not an opportunity. Not attack. an opportunity attack. Not anything else. Not a prepared attack. Uh, <laughs> and only lasts at the start of your next turn, right? Uh, right and it's right, not right, against right. you. It and when be... was your turn? Hold on. When was what your turn there? last? Yeah. Because did you hit him last? Yeah, I did hit him last. Yeah, <laughs> and with boss fights, you have legendary actions, and also it's only only have resistance damage if it's an attack, not like a spell <laughs> area effect damage. And yeah, this is this is one of those abilities that you're just going to be like, okay, I know what it does, but what does it do? <laughs> 
Hilarious. Yeah, but but it is still super useful. It's like it, so it, it, useful. It, is, it comes up, it's useful, it's good. Now, yeah, because it's not it doesn't have the same effect as like uh certain like the protector fighting style or something where you both need to be in melee. This is just like I hit you with Yeah, attack, wherever it is. There's no boom. range. Now I yeah, if my boss yeah. moves away and then attacks, which is what happened when I attacked you, the boss like shifted away yeah, and, and then like attacked you. All of a sudden up to me. It's like, oh no, you have resistance to that. Okay. <laughs> right, and I ended up taking nothing and I was like, I'll just put my dice down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, you're good. <laughs> uh, and the, the next ability goes hand in hand with it. Uh, the spirit guardians can aid you while you're raging and you see a creature within 30 feet of you you can use reaction to reduce the damage by 2d6. So this is how I ended up taking no damage. Yeah. Because it was like, I'll take four damage. And he was like, I'll reduce it by 2d6. You take zero. And I was like, okay. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it it increases uh, to 3d6 at level 10 and 4d6 by uh, level 14. So... And we're we're at level twelve in our party. Yeah, so, so we're already at the three d six. Man, reducing it by an average of I think it's like ten to eleven damage on a reaction. I mean, and what's so good about this reaction in particular is this comes up. I mean, all the time. Yeah. Like there, you are almost never without an ally within thirty feet of you that's not somehow taking damage in some way. Right. I mean, so just to be a barbarian and to be able to use your reaction on every round is adding so much damage slash undamage. Yeah. It's (laughs) so, it's so good. Yeah. This is, you'll, you'll, you'll almost feel like a healer. And this is, this is kind of actually nice because it, it feels like a spell when you're doing this. You're like, Oh no, I'm going to use my reaction at a range to do something. And it kind of, uh, yeah, gives you, gives you fun stuff to do. Uh, I haven't seen him do this quite yet. He can consult the spirits at level 10. He can cast Augury or Clairvoyance. Yeah, he uh, did Clairvoyance one time before you went in the castle to try to see if Strahd mm-hmm. was coming into the castle, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Or no, you cast part. Clairvoyance at the top of the stairs to see where Strahd was. I forget. Gotcha. I forget. But, gotcha. yeah. And augury too. I mean, that's like a what, like a yes or no kind of question, almost. Basically, yeah. You you roll like knuckle bones essentially, and then the DM yeah. chooses if if you get a good omen, a bad omen, or a yeah, neutral omen. It's, it's, right, which is yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're are like, we all hey. gonna die? Bad <laughs> omen. Oh god. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, it, it is kind of funny how. It's like useful and useless because like, hey, is there yeah. a trap down here? Like bad omen. Okay, I guess I'll go the other way. But the other <laughs> way's worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, because all you're getting is the yes no. <laughs> it's funny. Fourteenth uh, level, last one. You get vengeful ancestors. They they grew powerful enough to retaliate when you use your spirit shield to reduce the damage of the attack. The attacker will also take the damage, so which is four d six at this point. Wow, which is 46. Uh, that's pretty good. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. Especially, yeah, especially on like a reaction. To reduce it as well from your ally. Yeah. That's you useful. That every that's turn. Useful. Yeah. So that's your Ancestral Guardians. Uh, what do you give them? They're pretty useful. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I think I... Man, 
how it works out if you have another like melee character it feels like an a because or in your party because it's like oh I mean, okay i'm not doing any damage to this barbarian let me go to this other one. Oh my god it's even worse <laughs> i can't <laughs> yeah, i can't feel I, I look at this class and i honestly just think it's a solid b as well like this to me is the berserker I don't know, they, they both just add very useful things to a kit already I, the one thing I'll add is, boy, does it give you so many more reactions. I mean, so the Berserker did it at level 14 as opposed to this class, which it did it as level 6, which is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's giving you... Well, no, you 6 the... was you gain immunity to Frayne and stuff. The Retaliate was at level 14. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. The, the reaction economy... Oh, you're saying this one's level comes 6. At Sorry, level, I thought you yeah, this one comes at level 6, which is, is is way better than it coming at level 14 to say, yeah. I can use a reaction every round. That's but true. once it comes, they're about equal anyway, and they honestly just, just add super usefulness to combat in this one. I, Clairvoyance and Augury uh, doesn't do much for me anyway, so... Yeah, I just think that solid B. Solid, yeah. solid, solid, solid B. I'm, I think I'm a little higher on it, but... But yep, yes. That's what it sounds like. Uh, the last one in Xanathar's is the Path of the Zealot. Uh, and this is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> at level three, they have the Divine Fury. You can channel Divine <sighs> Fury into your weapon strikes. So while you're raging, uh, your weapon attacks. So the first creature you hit on each of your turns with your weapon attack will take an additional 1d6 plus half your barbarian level. Either Necrotic or Radiant, you choose that when you uh, choose this feature it somehow doesn't scale which is awkward yeah it's like it scales with your level but like yeah adding, only half your level though so that's just like, every other really every other level. poor scaling yeah but man just an extra d extra d6 plus like you know level 10 an extra d6 plus 5 on your attacks is or every turn is like pretty good it's okay yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good at level 10 yeah actually yeah if you did if you do eleven damage, and it do- an extra... it doesn't cost you like a bonus action, like yeah, it doesn't com- cost anything. Compare that to uh, the you you do two damage the for the oh for my the, god, uh, yeah, storm dude, herald. Thing. Oh, what do we get storm herald? I mean, that's straight F. It has yeah, to be yeah. Buff. We didn't even we didn't down. even grade it. It's we just... didn't even grade it because don't take it no, in the way it stands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll also get the warrior of the gods at level three. Your soul is marked for endless battle. If a spell such as raise dead has the sole effect of restoring you to life, they don't need material components to cast the spell on you. So Revivify <laughs> doesn't need a three hundred gold or three hundred gold diamond, which nope, is Nope, you could just use Revivify on this character. So this one super depends on party comp though. Right? Like yes. it, it means literal nothing unless your party can cast Raise Dead or Revivify. Yeah, yeah. But if it can, this is amazing. And it's awesome. Just just send yourself into battle. Who cares if you die? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're fine. Yeah, this is a... Uh, you can just be the raging idiot you wanted to always be. Yeah, this this class feels like it should should have been called the Berserker because that's what it does. It's just like, yeah, I'm yeah, just you're going just in. the raging idiot. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um... So the fanatical focus is level six. The divine power that fuels your rage can protect you now. If you fail a saving throw while you're raging, you can re-roll it and you can use the new roll. That's awesome. You must use the new roll. You got me. Yeah, 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 but, but like, you failed it. You, <laughs> you failed. Fail, you you fail. failed it anyway. So yeah. yeah, if you failed, you failed, or you could succeed, and that's amazing. Like 
anything that lets you save a saving throw as compared to failing it is insane. pretty good. You basically yeah. get advantage once per rage on a once saving throw. Per rage, it says too. Yeah. So you can re rage and you'll have this back up, which is crazy. Yeah, this is kind of nuts. There's so many battlefield control spells that have to do with the saving throw and that can just make or break a combat. And you're just right. like, all right, no, I, I succeeded now. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, this, what, whenever this actually works out to saving your butt, like you'll go, oh, okay. That's okay. Oh, this is, this is good. Yeah, this is insane. 10th <laughs> level, the Zealous Presence. Uh, you can, as a bonus action, unleash a battle cry infused with divine energy. Up to 10 creatures of your choice within 60 feet of you gain advantage on attack rolls and saving throws until the start of your next turn. You can only use it once uh, per short rest. Oh, mine says long rest. Or sorry, long rest. No, you're right. It's long rest. Um, but this is kind. This is also kind of crazy. Like first bonus yeah. action, always rage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But this won't be your first bonus, bonus action. action. Which go. is a little unfortunate, just because in the case that you go first, and like a lot of the times, the first thing a boss is also going to do is like. Everyone make a saving throw. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's like always oh, one of the first things. So there, that, there might be a case in which you should use this instead. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Everyone there could advantage be, on yeah. the saving throw. If you're not right up next to a guy ready to attack anyway, uh, maybe you you uh, use this. Yeah, no, or you're absolutely use this right. anyway and get advantage on your attack, even if you're not raging. If you're fighting like an archmage or something, like the damage yeah, you're going to take is especially. It's not going to be. Um, you're not gonna uh, get bludgeoning. You're not gonna uh, get bludgeoning yeah, damage. The, the, the piercing anyway. damage, right? So, like, maybe you do this as the first turn instead, and try and stop that one big. Everyone succeed on a wisdom save, or you're all controlled. Exactly. Yeah, it gives your rogue sneak attack. I don't know. Yeah, there's a bunch it sure of stuff. does right away. Yeah, I wish it could be more than once, but of course that would just be way. Yeah, yeah, you just do that. Every uh, day. <laughs> yeah, rage beyond death. This one's awesome. Fourteenth <laughs> level. Yeah, but I'm also kind of confused because, well, let's go through it first. Uh, while you're raging, having zero hit points does not knock you unconscious. You still make your death saving throws, and you suffer normal effects of taking damage while at zero hit points. So people can still just keep smacking you. Yeah, because attack, getting damage. hit triggers things. Yeah. Okay, and then, however, if you would die due to failing saving throws... You don't die <laughs> until your rage ends. And only if you're still having zero hit points. I mean, this is hilarious. And imagine at level 15, you don't have to end your rage at combat. <laughs> so you yeah, just... right. If you accidentally don't hit something. A barbarian or runs into town. I'm at zero hit points, but I'm so... <laughs> Someone heal me. <laughs> I mean, this is hilarious. You are just the raging idiot. But, but also not, because you have some, like, really useful bonuses to people. You're super good against saving throws for some reason. Yeah. In like all You're just scenarios. too angry to die. But and people can res you whenever the hell they want. Yeah. It's kind of weird because there is another the other class feature of the barbarian of uh I think at level So 11. that's what I was about to tell you. Like, yeah, is is I'm confused because why do they give this to you when you also have relentless rage at level eleven anyway, where you're also don't die when I guess in in this case, I mean, you would fail the relentless rage. You'd have to fail the relentless rage first. 
then go to zero and then this takes over because now you're at zero yeah because this one it if you the relentless rage pops you back up to one hit point right so this would not trigger anymore because you're not at zero well this this just says like you don't have the unconscious condition and you don't die when you hit the zero hit points it, it's kind of weird. This it functionally just overwrites the the relentless right. rage. Like there, is, there's probably this weird Rube Goldberg machine of mechanics of saying like, okay, this doesn't matter. You don't, you don't have to make death saves until you fail the relentless rage, um, but you're not going to die anyway from make from failing death saves. Um, it's just kind of weird. Like you kind of do both at the same time. I think. <laughs> I don't know. This is hilarious. I would just love to see role playing wise the moment where. This barbarian, like, rages, jumps into a giant, like, 300-foot pit that is supposed to die at the bottom, but keeps living. Ah. And then, yeah. and then like, the wizard, like, teleports yeah. him back up in the end, like, after he's dealt with whatever's down there. And yeah, then, he jumps like, in a volcano to destroy the evil fire <laughs> god, and he's just like, I'm good. Just, <laughs> just send this dude in to die, because you freaking won't. <laughs> It's also hilarious that he how much better he is at not dying than like those like undeath warlock ones we were reading about. Like yeah, yeah. this guy is the the undying one. He's just like, nah, I'm <laughs> never gonna die. What do you give the zealot? Oh, this is this is the this most is this is unique. This is the most barbarian barbarian you could do. <laughs> this is the most barbarian. Uh I agree. Uh, this is hilarious. Uh it's good too. It's good. It's good. It's, it's good. It this even I so the berserker I gave like a C because it doesn't do anything outside of combat. This one also does yeah, this that. Also does I mean, most of them of don't do that either. Right, most of them don't. That's why I didn't give the berserker. I gave the berserker a B because I just thought it gave everything to combat and it did it well, but nothing amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna give well. this like a B plus just because I don't want to give everything an A. <laughs> I didn't give anything. I gave Totem Warrior an A. I gave the Ancestral Guardians. An Ancestral a. Guardians an A. That's fine. I gave him B along with Berserker. So yeah, I just had Totem Warrior. Like I will give this one an A. I'll give this an A minus for me. I think it's just below Totem Warrior with Bear, um, because that's OP, and this is just this is just fine. This is good. Yeah, it's hilarious. This it's it's so funny. You're just like. I'm not gonna die. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm hilarious. Just that's just it's just funny. Uh, the next one we'll move into Tasha's uh, Cauldron of Everything, which is generally where I find the ones that I like the most. So let's see what they got in store for us in Barbarian. First one we'll go over is the Path of the Wild Magic. So they finally brought in. They were just like, you know what? Not enough magical stuff. Like yeah. we're not gonna make spellcaster barbarian. So what can we do instead? And this is what they came up with. They they came up with the wild magic barbarian, and it is very reminiscent of the wild magic sorcerer, mm-hmm. um, for instance. Uh, at third level, you'll get two different things. The This is really cool. The magical awareness. You basically get detect magic. As an action, yeah. you can open your awareness to the presence of concentrated magic. You know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover. When you sense the spell, you know which school of magic it belongs to. And you can use it a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and get them all back on long rest. 
super useful as a barbarian just to be like yeah. i also kind of to have detect magic. i have to detect magic as well <laughs> at level like, three that's magic <laughs> yeah yeah awesome right i mean like there's role playing right there so at least mm-hmm. they finally did something with some role play uh you could not only be the barbarian you could be the guy that detects the magic in your party which is exactly sweet. like whoa where's the where's all the magic items in this yeah story? like I, oh man where's the magical trap release button and you're like magic oh there it there is there it is got it <laughs> found uh, it and this the, they're a quirky part so they are wild magic so they get the wild surge as you can imagine it's whenever you enter a rage you'll have a random wild surge effect happen now they're all good benefits yeah which is yeah, There's so no negatives. I I think some people won't like that because there's there's a little bit of a fun thing about like, I'm going to roll the dice and maybe I'll cast Fireball on myself. Um, but I think when you're playing it, like, yeah, it would kind of suck if your main ability like screws <laughs> you over one out of eight times. You're <laughs> yeah. just like, ah. I agree. So the, the effects are, and this is a D8, so there's eight different effects. You roll a D8 every time. Uh, that you rage if any of the effects require saving throw it's eight plus proficiency plus constitution number one is every creature with of your choice within 30 feet has to make a con save uh, of that dc check or take 1d12 necrotic you'll also gain temporary hit points equal to 12 1d12 plus your barbarian level oh so for me it doesn't say plus barbarian level Oh yeah, I have plus your barbarian level. So D twelve plus a barbarian level. So it it adds up. We'll have, what what uh what source are you using? Uh wiki dot. Oh. Using D and D beyond. D and D beyond. Oh, I li- I like yeah. it to have a bu- plus a barbarian level. Hey, you know what? This whole game is made up anyway. If you want to add your <laughs> barbarian level Go ahead. <laughs> Go for it. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, level two, or not level two, sorry, if you roll a two, you get this random blink ability. You teleport up to 30 feet into any unoccupied space you can see, and until your rage ends, you can teleport again on each of your turns as a bonus action. Yeah, so the... Pretty cool. You probably should have said this, there's like multiple conditions that your wild magic will trigger and you'll have to re-roll, but it's not like you do it every turn or anything like that, so... Well, it's only when you rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I said like it. This is actually good. It's not like you only get to use it once, and then like, oh well, I'm gonna have to re-roll it. It's like, no, this is really good. <laughs> you get to yeah, like cast Misty your, Step. As, yeah, Misty. You now have Misty Step permanently on every turn, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Uh, if you roll a three, <laughs> you make a spirit which looks like a flump or a pixie. It appears within five feet of a creature of your choice within thirty feet of you, and at the end of the turn, it'll explode. And every creature within five feet of it makes a dex save or takes 1d6 force. And you could use that as a bonus action every turn. You get, you get a cool range thing. It only does the d6 damage. but D6, I know. I wish that went up a bit. Actually, by I wish that went up by a lot. <laughs> Especially, like, yeah. should go up to, like, at least 2d6, you know, yada yada. Uh, if you roll a four... Uh, magic will infuse one of your weapons. The weapon's damage becomes force. It'll gain the light and throne properties and have a range of 20 feet and a long range of 60 feet. And if it leaves your hand, at the end of your turn, it shows up back in your hand. So you can just chuck something. Yeah. 
So this is the way to solve that. That thing's flying. I hate that. Well, if you roll a four somehow, all right, I don't <laughs> throw care. your throw your, your massive great axe. Yeah, just keep. It, yeah, it becomes light, so you can chuck your great axe. Yeah, bam, and it just appears in your hand again. Super cool. Now, if you roll f- what's, what's interesting is we were talking about the feat great weapon master. I think it has you have to have the heavy property to use oh. great weapon master. Then it becomes is that light. or is that the but if you style? have great weapon master anyway and you throw your weapon, it's not going to get it's not going to work that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it'll simultaneously ha- having light doesn't mean it doesn't have heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's light and heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I didn't know that that tagline is. In I fact. mean, yeah, because usually it's uh, yeah. Hold on, I'm just looking up to see if I'm if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, it, you get the minus five plus ten if it's a heavy weapon, but <laughs> it could be a light heavy weapon. It's both light and heavy. Yes, it's like Thor's hammer when exactly <laughs> other people are like, "Oh, I can't do it." You're like, ha, "Here you go." <laughs> yeah, here's a whip in it. Uh, if you roll five out of the eight, uh, when a creature attacks you and hits you with an attack roll before your rage ends, they take one d six force damage. This is like awesome. Yeah, this is the only one that seems to scale higher because you might encounter a monster like I'm going to attack you four times. You're like, okay, yeah, right, and it's just a d six for every. Yeah, so it goes to four d six because for each attack, anytime they hit you, all right, d six, d six, yeah, super cool. If you roll six uh, until your rage ends. You have, are surrounded by multicolored lights. You'll gain plus one bonus to AC. And every creature within 10 feet of you gains the same bonus. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah, not yeah. bad. If you're all seven, flowers and vines grow around you. The ground within 15 feet of you is difficult terrain for your enemies. That's useful. Yeah. It takes twice their movement to like get out of... Oh, yeah, away from you. If they're trying to run, it'll take 30 feet of movement. Yeah. So you're basically oh, guaranteed so to be able to catch up with them. Right, and 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 continue to trap them. Like, they yeah. can't get away from you. Super cool. And then, uh, if you roll 8 out of the 8, a bolt of light shoots from your chest. Another creature of your choice that can see you within 30 feet of you has to succeed on a con save or take 1d6 radiant damage and be blinded. And you can use it as a bonus action. Uh, you can just blind someone. 1d6 and blind every turn. Yeah, and if they so, are all blind? pretty cool abilities. Yeah, and you get advantage on a blinded thing, creature. Yeah, the one thing we've noted is is kind of like not much scaling going on there. Yeah, at higher levels, you're going to be pretty disappointed if you get any of the damage dealing ones. Like this, like a 1 or a 3 that only deals like a d6 damage. Right. Or... Yeah, it's at level three. These are absurd. <laughs> yeah, the, the shadowy tendril ones. You gain a d twelve hit that points or ten hit points, and you deal an extra d twelve of damage. That's crazy. <laughs> basically, like drank you, two potions. <laughs> yeah, you can just like insta kill people. <laughs> yeah, that that one's nuts. Yeah, these are all pretty crazy. Level six, you'll get the bolstering magic. Uh, you can harness your wild magic to bolster yourself or a companion. As an action, you can touch a creature. It could be yourself and confer one of the benefits. And explain this to me. This is the first time I've ever seen a D3. Yeah, it, I think this is the first D3 in D&D. I wish they just made it 
This D four. Tell me why not make this a D four. So the second, the second one, I think is the reason. Yeah, but also, why not? I don't know. Like, all right, then fine. Make this the tenth level ability and just say D four. You know, and and then put the tenth level here. (laughs) Yeah, because I think, um, yeah, I exactly. Yeah, yeah. So here's what does the first one is. A creature can roll a d3 whenever making an attack or an ability check and add the number rolled to the d20. So basically, uh, you bless somebody. Yeah, super sweet. Actually, uh, really useful. It's 10 minutes, so it lasts a long yeah. time. And it you, there's no... You can do this equal to your proficiency bonus. So, like, if you're before a fight and you're like, I don't know, you're ready to get, just touch a bunch of people and, like, everyone yeah. gets an extra D3 for all of their shit. The, uh, somebody, like, you're trying to, like, like, if you need to pass a really important stealth check, everyone gets a D3. Yeah. Somebody's trying to break into a house and get some, get some important information, stealth checks, extra your D3. thieves tool check, everything. Yeah. So Who knows? some out of, uh, out of combat implications. Yep, and then the the other one is, is like he mentioned, why there's it's a D three and not a D four is because the creature will regain regain one extra expended spell slot, the level of which equals the number rolled or lower. So if you roll a three, you get a third level spell slot or lower, and a fourth level, I guess, is just too powerful. Well, you don't have any fourth level spell slots. At six level, you get a, you get fourth level at level seven. Right, but I mean, you can't. Which is why, like, who cares? Well, <laughs> At it, sixth level. Then. Well, it's because you regain an expended fourth level spell slot. If you don't have any fourth level spell slots, then it does nothing. No, or, or lower. Or lower, Reach yeah, I choice. guess. So, so you roll a four and just give them a third level back, whatever. Yeah, that might be that might be too good, like a 50% chance of getting a third yeah, level. Yeah, I guess, I guess. It's still like, is but all the things I'm talking about, is it worth the confusion to be like D three? <laughs> yeah, like that's, I just what? that's what I mean. I just like it's I, probably I not. Who cares? It's not like gonna bust the game. Yeah, like I think that's the reason that they didn't do it. But it's like that's not necessarily a good reason. <laughs> also, like mid combat, I don't know. You're using your whole action to like run to your wizard to be like, I pray this gives you the level four we need to do that one thing. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think, I think this fun. ability looks good but it's it's almost like a trap he's like is yeah if, I I, if i'm a wizard bad. and there's this massive monster with a 10 foot reach am i gonna run up to where the barbarian is <laughs> and be like give someone back quick a... instead of attacking give me a third level spell back and then be like dude no get away from me <laughs> right that's exactly like, I, and they're like okay know. i'll run away boom he's down <laughs> this is an out of combat ability and like yeah, like, okay, so give it a D4. I get, like, oh, that sounds really strong, giving them back. But it's only a one out of four chance you give them back that fourth level. I don't know. That, exactly, that, yeah. Who I, cares? I think this this ability, yeah, out of combat, it's really good. Because you could be and like, for, try again, yeah. try again. But Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, out of combat, sweet. But, but in combat, which is combat, when... Which is what you really have to worry about for balance, yeah, right? It's what you have to balance it exactly. It's what you have to balance it. For. I don't. Like, I don't think this ability is going to be used. A whole and like now, a D four for attack rolls and ability checks is not going to break the bank either. You the, know what I mean? Like an the extra, big thing one. is if you have a in this in this campaign that we're playing in particular, a paladin getting a third level spell slot back for smite. That's big. <laughs> <laughs> big deal. Yeah, he does twice me. as much damage. Also, it is nice. I do like that it doesn't use up the dice when you, you know what I mean, for the for the attack rolls. Yeah. You get that D3 for every attack roll. 
So you oh, always yeah, get yeah. the extra D3. And I love that. That, that, is, that is so nice. Because that, they could, totally could have done that. Or they're like, oh, you yeah. get, you oh, get a Yeah, oh my god. And I would have been, I would have been like, forget this ability exists. But at least now it does. Though I will say, like I said before, it, it, is, it seems like something that you're going to use before combat. You're not going to like forgo your attack to be like, well, I hope I have an extra D3 on my next one. Yeah, no. exactly. You're going to be like, okay, guys, are we going to go in? No, just keep swinging. D3, 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 D3. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, be like, okay, yeah. now we can go in. Yeah. Uh, 10th level, you get the unstable backlash. When you are when you are in peril during your rage, the magic within you can lash out immediately after you take damage or fail a saving throw. You can use the reaction to roll on the wild magic table and immediately produce the effect rolled. And it replaces your current wild magic effect. Now, to me... I wish it just did the next one in addition to your other one. Like, have two effects going at the same time. Why not? The yeah. effects aren't totally busted outrageously nuts. And a lot of them require you to, like, do a bonus action anyway. So it's not like you can use two different ones. So, like, why not yeah. give me two different choices now? Like, it, you just made yeah. me fail a save throw. And, or, yeah, like, or if, if, and that's going to happen every time. But, like... Yeah, whatever, and like, and and then just like have this the the text like you can only have two given wild magic effects at any given time. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, like or or have this be like you roll on the wild magic table, reproduce the effect, but that's not like your continuous one or something. Yeah, it is. It is kind of weird because like, what if you have this like the teleport one, which is really good? It's like. Uh, I might not want to decide whether you want to use the reaction. Do I want to use the like? Then you. It's it's it is nice for when you have the bad ones though, and you roll out of it though. That's very true. Yeah, because you you get the bad ones. Roll, yeah, yeah, roll back into another one. I just wish, you know, this is this is a class with a lot of flavor, but we're not seeing it. You know, when you're especially later in the levels when we're only doing one little tiny eensy weensy magical effect at a time. Yeah, let me burst out with like at this point, I should be more wild and magical. Like, give me two of these effects. Yeah, like ramp them up at all. So now I can teleport. And I can I like deal, like use my reaction to deal six damage. Whatever, <laughs> it sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds really fun. And that's only if you roll those two specific ones. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's, it'd be more creative. And then like you can each time you react, you can roll again and replace another. You know, it's like to keep having different combinations of wild magic going on. Yeah, and the uh, like, yeah, it there's. There's so many of these that just like don't matter when you get to higher levels, which like you know a lot of a lot of campaigns don't go up to the higher levels. But <laughs> um, man, like the plus one to AC, it's really good in the mid tiers. But when those creatures have like plus eight to hit, sometimes it's just like great. My AC went from thirteen to fourteen because I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's like, that doesn't matter to me. Hey, at least it gives it to everyone around Everybody, you. Everybody, yeah. more useful. Yeah, point. Uh, 14th level, this is like a much needed uh, kind of quality of life for this class, is whenever you roll on the wild magic table now, you can roll the die twice and choose one of the two that you want to unleash. Uh, and if you, this is fun, if you roll the same number twice on both dice, ignore it and choose whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> I wish that was baked in definitely earlier on. Like, I, I kind of wish that was baked yeah. in maybe at tenth level. 
I think so um, too. Basically, at this point, you'll know which ones are the ones you want, depending yeah. on the situation. And they're just like, you get them. You get yeah. you get the ones. But the, at that point, doesn't it kind of lose the wild magic essence of it if you can always have one effect that you want? I feel like kind of yeah. That's I mean to me that's why I I kind of wanted to expand the class into having two of these effects at any given time so that you have two given combinations of any cool of these stuff. gives you how many combinations yeah be way cooler of a class and I so, wish I wish like the damages increased or something like yeah at yeah. like at like six level the flump one is two d six. Yeah, Something. it just it feels like they didn't quite give the class a total focus. They kind of like designed it and just left it in its base form and went, "Ah, we're good." Yeah, <laughs> I I wonder if in like play testing there was like a couple instances they were like, "Oh no, this got this is too powerful." Having like bonus action deal four d six damage, and then it's like we're just gonna leave it this and they'll allow back. allow they DMs do. to buff it as they see fit. What do you give uh, Wild Magic Barbarians? Ugh, I want to give this a high grade, but I think it's just like a C. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, 100% with you. I, like, I'll go C+, plus just because I feel like maybe, but yeah. also, nah. <laughs> also, right. not yeah. really. Just doesn't quite have the, the strength. Uh, last one in Tasha's is the Path of the Beast. Uh, this one's very much like the Totem Warrior. Uh, very beast focused mm -hmm. uh, it changes your range up quite a bit though uh, this gives you the form of the beast at third level when you enter your rage you'll transform revealing the beastal power within you and I'd like this this is what I said with yeah, like some is... of the other classes it allows you to choose which one you want every single time you rage so there's three different choices and you like you don't always stick to the same one. You can choose yeah. it based off of what you need at that moment. Um, you'll you'll manifest a natural weapon. Basically, uh, it's a simple weapon for you. You add your strength mod to its attack and damage rolls when you use it, and your weapon's form will take one of these forms: a bite. So your mouth your mouth transforms into a muzzle with great mandibles or whatever <laughs> you want your choice. You'll deal one d eight piercing damage on a hit, and once on each of your turns. If you damage someone with the bite, you'll regain a number of hit points equal to your proficiency bonus, provided you have less health. So it can't you can't overheal with it. You can't gain temporary hit points. You so just heal. But this one on mine it says you have less than half of your hit points. So that oh you have to be so you have, you have to, to be, be real low. You have to be under half to regain uh, hit points. That's annoying. I don't like that as much. Yeah, you'll you'll basically choose the next one. Yeah, so... Or no, I like the last one. That's what uh, claws is the next one. Each of your hands will transform into claws, uh, which you can use as a weapon. It deals 1d6 slashing on a hit, and on each of your turns when you attack using the attack actions, you can make one additional claw attack as part of the same action. Yeah. So I believe you'll get four attacks, right? I mean, if, uh, you, uh, so if you're... you get to level five. At level five, you get three because on the attack action, you just attack twice instead of once. So you don't take two attack actions. But so this will add an okay, additional. Okay, you get three. One. I get it. Yeah, it's, you, you go swipe, swipe, right. swipe. <laughs> now, th there is a, a lot of weird things attached to this. One, it's technically not unarmed, but I. So there's some feats that require like unarmed strikes. 
Mm. Um, but like, if anyone says like, "Oh, it's technically a simple weapon," then you should laugh at them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but don't say but it counts as a simple. It weapon. counts as a simple weapon, but it's like literally your claws. Um, but uh, the another thing is you can't do the normal like great weapon master two handed. Thing right. and no, you, you're using claws now, and it's only a d6, which seems rather low. Yes, it is. It is rather low. But remember, you could you do get to add your modifiers on the second attack too. So if you have like, oh, I have like a if you end up getting like a twenty strength, so you do add plus five to both d6s. So it's two ends up being two d6 plus ten if you hit with both. So there's some advantages, some disadvantages. There's not too many magic items that will give you like you don't get like plus two claws once you hit Mm. 14th level when everyone else will have like a like a plus two like sword or shield or something (laughs) right (laughs) uh the the last one's a tail you can grow a lashing spiny tail it'll deal 1d8 piercing damage on hit and has the reach property which i believe just means 10 feet of uh attack Range, if a creature within 10 feet of you hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction now to swipe your tail and roll a d8. Apply a bonus to your AC equal to the number rolled. So a d8 is pretty good AC bonus. Yeah, that that's that will save you a bunch of times. I agree. So and I would go tail just because I'm like, oh, like, yeah, oh, I could totally negate people attacking me. It seems nuts. And you can hit from farther away. Pretty sweet. And uh, to put it in perspective, the first level spell shield gives you a plus five. Now, the, the shield will last until your next turn, but this is better than that. <laughs> so, or it can, also, be, it can be. I also like that specifically in the later levels, like you mentioned, the claws falls off and damage-wise. So just attack with your regular weapon nowadays and like later in levels and just grow a tail and then use it as a reaction to... right prevent attacks <laughs> yeah we were, we were talking about how this was a nice thing to use for bardic inspiration now you just have one of the one of the better yeah. bardic inspiration uses just on your tail yeah absolutely so yeah because a, a flat d8 to an ac is a lot it's, it's a lot. earlier levels i can't imagine anything's gonna hit you <laughs> like, yeah know, level, at level insane. three it's, it's just like okay I hit a 20 three, it's like well i, I have, have an a- additional <laughs> d8 on all my reactions to boost my ac it seems crazy That's, yeah seems really high level six you'll get the beastal soul uh causes your natural weapons uh to count as magical now super important super, it needed super to happen important. yeah it needed to happen or, or you'd never do anything <laughs> so it <laughs> overcomes resistance now and uh immunity to non-magical attacks uh you can also alter your form to adapt to your surroundings you choose one of the following benefits whenever you finish a short or long rest and it'll last until you finish a short or long rest so you can choose every short or long rest you choose one of these you can gain a swimming speed equal to your walking speed and can breathe underwater. So if you're ever in that scenario, mm-hmm. do that. You can gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed. You can climb difficult surfaces and you can even go upside down on ceilings. So you're like a little spider. Yeah. Uh, and then the last ones, you uh, when you jump, you can make a strength check to expend your... Again, the jumping thing. I don't know why. Expend your jump. I don't... I think that when has you can come climb, up. <laughs> why not just freaking climb? It's it's so they always they shove this 
there's a spell called jump. There's like boots of they jumping. They really want jumping they to want... be important. Okay, it's Eric. never important ever. Never ever. There's sometimes it's important where they're like, oh, make an athletics that's a jump, but like never. You're still gonna have to make a roll. To, to jump. <laughs> it's like yes, but yeah. You they said. still make you take the check. Yeah. What a bad sixth level. I mean, it they needed the natural weapon immunity, but boy, you, you really feel like you're falling off once you're at sixth level, right? Like, that's all you really Yeah, need. like, you'll always have climbing unless you're near water and you need to go under it. Then then the swimming thing is super cool. Yeah, super useful. But, but still, I'm, like, looking at your class and it's like, okay, you got no additional damage on your natural weapons. You're still just kind of dealing with them. It's, like, sixth level's yeah. probably starting to fall off. Like, like that D6... Doesn't like the really zealot, matter. you get to reroll saving throws. You have advantage <laughs> on saving throws at this level. Yeah. <laughs> and totem warriors are still resistant to all damage. And they're resistant to all damage, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> they still so got insane. that level three. Such a dumb third level. Uh, Infectious fury at tenth. When you hit a creature with your natural weapons while you're raging, the beast within you can cause your target to. Have be you basically have rabies? <laughs> they have to succeed on they have to succeed on a wisdom save or suffer one of the following effects. They take two d twelve psychic damage, decent amount of damage, or the target must use its reaction to make a melee attack against another creature of your choice that you can see. Hilarious! This is that's pretty nice. That's pretty sweet. I don't say equal your proficiency bonus. So that that will end up being a lot of extra damage. Uh, what's your proficiency bonus at uh, at level ten? I want to say it's four. four yeah, it's yeah. four. So yeah, you get to just so you can use this a bunch. You can use this a bunch, and if there's two people next to each other, that's that's pretty brutal. Because yeah, it could really it could really knock some. You, I mean, they, it, they do have to make a save, so they they might not make it. But if if like best case scenario, two people are standing next to each other, you hit person A, they attack person B, then you attack person B, and then they person B attacks person A. Right, <laughs> and I, I like that they're still making you use those natural weapons still, but like I do wish they did more stuff with those natural weapons at this point too. Like, yeah. Right. Now I'm real at tenth level. Now those natural weapons look real bad. Yeah, you do have to <laughs> a d a d six or a d eight. Ally is like ooh. Yeah, then you look over at the paladin. It's like oh, I'm smiting people for fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and has like the plus three Sword. uber legendary weapon that yeah. can also cast spells that can do this other stuff. And you're like, I have claw. <laughs> but here i come rare <laughs> yeah 14th level now the call the hunt the beast within you grows so powerful it will spread its ferocity to others and gain resilience when you enter your rage choose a number of willing creatures you can see within 30 feet equal to your con mod you gain five temporary hit points for each creature that accepts this feature so up to 25 temporary hit points if you have a charisma mod of five and there's five people standing there. They all have to accept it and you have to have the mod to do it. Until the rage ends, the chosen creatures can use the following benefit on each of their turns. When they hit with an attack roll and deal damage, the creature can roll a d6 and gain bonus damage to the roll equals number rolls. I don't know why they had to say it in that long text. Right. They gain a d6 damage to all of their attack rolls. That's awesome. That's pretty good. And that's on each of their turns. 
Yeah, and uh, 25 temporary hit points, if it all yeah. comes up. That's if no it gets joke. that high, yeah. If it gets that high, that's that's only with all of them. Yeah. I guess in a party of four, let's say average, it's only going to be 15, but that's okay. That, yeah, that's still fine. And again, this still is something fine. that you'll do, like, you'll do it, and then you run in, and then... Yeah, and you could always use the feet again to get another 15 feet, so or 15 temporary hit points. Exactly. It's kind of like a little minor heal, so it's really sweet. So, really good. I mean, all right, what do you give the beast? It's uh, it's like it, 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 it ebbs and flows in the like, yeah. good, bad, good, bad. Yeah, I think if you're playing like a low-level one-shot or, or a low-level campaign, I think this is going to be fun. Like, I imagine, like, oh, we're all going to play, play this one shot at level five. It's like, oh, I'm going to play Form of the Beast. Um, sure. Also, something that we kind of mentioned with the spellcasters, where some of their uh, backgrounds, like the warlock or cleric, kind of have inbuilt role playing. I feel like the Path of the Beast is the first. Beast has a good one. Has a good, is a good one. Because it's like, yeah, they how do you origin. get these claws? Like, how did you become Wolverine? <laughs> and then you, right, can, right, you can make right. up a whole story about it. <laughs> That's fair. None of the other ones really have given us that. It's true. Yeah. I mean, uh, Totem Warrior. Totem also. Warrior. Because it's spirit. And then Wild Magic, too, though, right? Because I mean, clearly you had some entanglement with magic. Like, why else would that have happened? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why true. are you just, like, bursting at the seams with magic right now? So, like, yeah, those at least give you something. But, yeah, that's true. Pass of the Beast at least give you uh, some sort of backstory. Yeah. It's a cool class. I don't it, know how good it is. Yeah, it feels a lot like Wild Magic to me, where it's like, oh, this yeah. could be fun. But I agree. They are very sen- and they're in both Natasha's, yeah. so it makes sense, right? They're both really cool. But how good are they? I'm gonna give this one a C as well. I'm in the C. I was just a straight C. It's like it's decent. It's fine. It's just I don't know how good it is. It just seems like not that good. Yeah. And I feel like I'd get tired of it pretty quick. Yeah, like Yeah. You- you you kind of have to work with your again your DM to be like, hey, I know I don't use weapons, but can you like give me other magical things <laughs> to, <laughs> to help me out? Yeah. Or yeah. or or like if you use the tail, then it's like okay, I do use weapons, I do this, <laughs> but now like using claws doesn't really make sense because a lot of the the cool stuff that I need, like a lot of the cool feats, require me to use weapons. Yeah, it feels kind of disjointed a little bit last but not least uh we're gonna go over there's one other kind of side subclass this one came out in the sword coast which i don't know how common that one is and it's got a weird restriction to it it's because it's in the forgotten realms it's supposed to only be for dwarves (laughs) yeah this is very weird there's not too many classes that are just like dwarves yeah now this there's is the path of the battle rager. Yeah, there's nothing in this class that makes me yeah, say, makes "Oh, like that's only. why it's a dwarf only class." Right, right. I, I that's so flavor only, right? I, yeah. Your DM could just say, "Like, yeah, whatever." Yeah, just, just play. I mean, with with all the classes, like we talked about, I, I, like a bunch of times, where how we would change the class. And honest to God, if I were DMing. I would change some of the, like, I'd be like, oh, no, change this, change that, change this. Let's make you an actual, like, because that's cool. Let's make it worth it to do that. Like, let's not make you just useless. Exactly. And have abilities. Uh, This class is actually pretty good, though. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's go over it. It's got Battle Rager armor at level three. Uh, You gain the ability to use spiked armor as a weapon. So while you're wearing spiked armor, so you have to... 
this opposed to most is different from most barbarians right because most don't wear kind of armor this one has spiked armor Mm -hmm. uh while you're wearing spiked armor and you're raging you can use a bonus action to make a melee attack with your armor spikes against the target within five feet of it so you just like slam into them if the attack hits it deals 1d6 piercing damage uh, you use your strength mod for the attack and damage rolls. On mine, it says 1d4 piercing damage. 1d4, what did I say? Sorry, it's 1d4. Okay, yeah, 1d4 piercing. Uh, additionally, whenever you use an attack action to grapple a creature, they take three piercing damage. If you're <laughs> So you just grapple someone and you're like, you just stab them with your spikes yeah. on your body. Hilarious. Uh, and it gets even better. <laughs> gets even better. Reckless Abandon at level 6, when you... Use Reckless Attack while Raging, which you almost always do, we mentioned. You'll gain temporary hit points equal to your Constitution modifier. Super useful. So you know you're going to get hit anyway. Well, you just reduce the damage on the hit you were going to take anyway. Yeah. Like, this is another Berserker. We talked, like, uh, they call this one the Battle Rager. Yeah, this is a Battle Rager. And this, Tenth level, this you is, can this, now... This is really good, too, because since... Temporary hit points, like, they don't stack, but, like, right. you'll get plus four temporary hit points. Okay, you get hit. Those will go away. You know this. But, A, they're probably more like eight temporary hit points because <laughs> you're you're a barbarian. And then yeah. after they go, gone, all right, you just get it back next turn. Yeah, you just attack again recklessly, and they're, they're back. Yeah. They're back every turn. Uh, the Battle Royaler Charge at level 10, you can now dash as a bonus action while you're raging. So, just a, I mean, that's all they say at level 10. That's all you get. Yeah. But at least it's something. Uh, 14th level, when a creature with it, you get the Spiked Retribution. When a creature within 5 feet of you hits with a melee attack, they'll take 3 piercing damage if you're raging. So, now it's just saying, like, that, now they touch you and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is very wild. Um, I mean, this is just like the Berserker in a different shell. I feel like we said that a lot with these barbarians. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them are, though. It is. It's like a different flavor. Like what? Fla- and honestly, I'm going to put Battle Rager exactly where I put all the other ones that, like that. B. It's just fine. It's just like if, you, if that's yeah. what you want to if that's the flavor of how you want to go about this class, then yeah, B. There you go. Yeah. Take it and you're fine. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Basically, I, I think all these random instances of three damage. Now, the spike retribution. I don't. I don't think that's gonna. Yeah, especially do a at lot of damage. level. Yeah, you kind of have much. to hope that someone's like a monster is attacking you uh, five times, and then it's like okay, <laughs> it's additional additional three damage. Right. Um, but there, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that like it might just add up because you get the bonus yeah. action attack. Um, but it's with your armor, so you don't get like the weapon master stuff. Um, you can grapple stuff, so you could take like grappler and be that kind of guy. I don't know. You could have some fun with this. I right. I'm imagining. Well, I guess I guess we'll wait to reveal our character because I was just like I have a character in mind for this. Are you gonna build the battle rager? We're, next thing we're gonna do is that was the last of our things. So let's go into our characters we created for this. Uh, I, no, I'm not, because I, ah. are, I, I already, I already have one, like, kind of All made, right. um, but, yeah. I, so, right. are you gonna what be the Battle Rager? I'm not, I'm not, no. no is my imagine for, my imagination with the Battle Rager is, like, turn it into a goblin, so you're a small spike ball, then just have 
like a larger barbarian throw you around. <laughs> you're the you're the wrecking ball. You just, and, and you're your just name, a goblin grenade, essentially. <laughs> you're just a angry, angry projectile. Name the character wrecking ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so awesome the name. I I picked a uh, uh, path of zealot dragonborn barbarian. I already had this one made for the campaign. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like we don't really talk too much about it <laughs> because it's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's your build? This. And it's, it's really all about like your weapons and how you how you role play it rather than like these are the spells I took. These are the things. Yeah, no, this is Marshall. So yeah, just talk about. Uh, up to level three, why you went the path of zealot and what it does for you, and how you imagine the character going forwards, and um, and all that. Yeah, the man, the divine fury at level three, I think is huge. That's big. That's a big bonus to damage. Yeah, because you just get an extra, you know, on average, an additional like four or five damage per turn, and level three, you only get one attack, but. Man, it's really, the Warrior of the Gods, it's kind of, looking at it again, it's kind of weird that it's at level 3 because there's nothing that's going to, uh, like, you don't get Revivify until level 5. Mm. Um, so, that doesn't really matter. But, <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, it's, you're just raging, throwing stuff <laughs> in there. And, like, earlier levels, I always gravitate towards humans because you can take a feat. So like right, right, especially on a barbarian, which where feats are so important. Yeah, and Pretty then you can take like polearm master, and then automatically get a yeah. bonus action attack. Right, uh, with a polearm, so that I probably would. Uh, pretty, this pretty guy that I've already I'm using for the campaign, so I'm cheating a little bit, but mm-hmm. I probably would do like a variant human with polearm master and like have a glave, just right, so you, can, right. you just really go after it <laughs> with a zealot. Yeah, that sounds fun. All right, I went a totally different direction overall, actually, by a lot, because uh, I wanted to spice up the, the barbarian. Spice I took up. a barbarian of wild magic. I did the path of the wild magic. The spiciest. Uh, yeah, at level three, I think the the magic awareness, just having to detect magic, basically, just feels really nice to have on a barbarian class. I, I love that aspect. Uh, yeah. Really, I'm just, I just looked for anything that could add a lot of things Outside of combat. Barbarians are so good in combat. They just smack things. They don't need a lot. So I thought Wild Magic actually added a lot to like, oh, here's some random crap I can do as yeah. well. And at level three, and, all these things are good. Yeah, yeah. Like you mentioned, the the, the, the D12 of Necrotic might just one-shot something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Straight These's, up at level three. And you rage, one-shot something, and then you, <laughs> and then you like... And I hit you for yeah, <laughs> like that 14 damage. Yeah, straight up one shot something. So that's hilarious. So I always like to call out a unassuming race that no one has ever heard of. Uh, for this one, I went a Verdon Barbarian. Verdon Barbarian. Uh, Verdon. They are descendants of goblins and hobgoblins transformed by the shadow. They're, they owe their existence to chaos. Which very much aligns with wild magic. That's true. Kind of backstory is like, yeah, they owe it to chaos and wild magic, and that's how he came to be. Now, they have some pretty useful... Ability score-wise, not as useful. Charisma plus two. Constitution plus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. 
at least you get the con is very important. And obviously just if you're rolling or whatever you're doing, make your strength probably the next. Yeah. The high point. Yeah. Just, just make it just instantly, whatever the biggest thing you have is right to strength. Next one you go con and then who cares after that? Uh, but it gives you some pretty useful things for a uh, barbarian. I love this ability, and I think it's obviously the best on a barbarian. It's called Black Blood Healing. Whenever Ooh, yeah. you roll either a 1 or a 2 on a hit die, and now your hit dies are D12s on a barbarian, you can instantly re-roll the die and take the new roll. So that's going to like bump up your short rest healing by like twice as much yeah which is insane and despite so what really we said about that. resistance and you're not going to die like you will take a lot of damage yeah but you're going to take you're yeah you're always going to take damage and short rest is kind of your way to recover that and be ready for the next fight and this is so useful to like make sure your healing matters and like gets you where you need to be oh, yeah um then it also gives you limited telepathy so you can telepathically speak to any creature within 30 feet of you uh, they can you can only communicate simple ideas. They have to be able to speak a language, but that's a super useful role playing thing that you just get oh, yeah, baked yeah, into yeah. your race. We've like talked about that in like warlock classes, like a subclass, like unlocked thing. And there it was like, yeah, I guess there's some ways to use this. It's cool. This is just a race thing that you just yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> just add yeah exactly. Just as your race, you're a barbarian and you have this. And you don't need to share a language with the creature for it to understand you. Yep, yep. This okay. is awesome. Yes, yeah, so you can kind of communicate with everything. Uh, you have persuasive. It gives you proficiency with persuasion. That's awesome. How is that ever not useful? Yeah, that's yeah. always good. Um, telepathic insight. You have advantage on all wisdom and charisma saving throws. That is ding. <laughs> what we are looking for <laughs> there you go survey says uh, yes that's really good <laughs> barbarians would you like to have advantage on wisdom and charisma <laughs> out of, 100 out of 100 barbarians said yes <laughs> yeah exactly so i think it's just kind of a slam dunk all the way around especially paired with the wild magic i just looked at this and went oh that's exactly what i'm looking for that's awesome so yeah, I just went Verdon, Wild Magic, Barbarian. I think it would be actually quite a lot of fun to play. You actually have a lot of random things that are not Barbarian-like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and You're somehow persuasive. You're somehow good at charisma saving throws. You're somehow, like, can detect magic. Yeah, like, you just, just kind of really do cool stuff, which is pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, just some kind and of... And advantage on wisdom saves is shores up a lot of the, a lot of the weaknesses. Yes, of the barbarian. So yeah, that's what I went. So there you go. There's two barbarians to get you going. One normal, on your barbarian one builds. That was it for the barbarian class. Uh, what are we going to talk about next week for magic? I think we're going to go into some spoiler territory, probably. Yes, I, I think spoilers start maybe at the end of next week, maybe the week after, but that's probably when we'll be getting to. Uh, to the podcast at least mm -hmm. if not there's already some that have come out we might as well, yeah, might as well, like, we'll, we'll start grinding through it we'll start we'll just talk about it and we'll uh, talk about magic and the next D, D one i know we've been teasing it for a long time but we might finally <laughs> actually talk about one shots yeah because well, uh, our plan is to do it this coming week right yes the one shots the one -shot. happening this so week we'll have we'll bring back pat you know him you love him uh he's our other unofficial co-host mm-hmm uh, he should be available coming up then, and uh, and we'll bring him back on. We'll talk about one shots. And yeah, and 
one shots are so much fun. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It, it'll la- it's kind of the reason that these character creation series is, are so important too, right? I mean, because like you need characters, and you yeah, yeah. So for every one shot, you got to create a new one, and you just got. I mean, you don't have to. You can do one shot within your own campaign, which we have done before. Uh, yeah. using our own campaign uh, characters and thrusting them into a one shot but uh, yeah yeah alright All right. that'll call it for now uh, if they want to reach out to us let us know what character they want to hear about next we know it's going to be a uh, spellcaster most likely there's a bunch left still so yeah, there's, uh, there's so many there's so a lot of D&D a lot of D&D left to, to go over so where should they reach out to us to tell us what one they want to hear yeah you can reach out to us on uh, Twitter at Dragon Party Pod or our email is dragonpartypodcast at gmail.com and again if you let us know that character will probably come up months earlier than the next one you know because <laughs> we're talking that's true you know a, a bi-weekly schedule roughly with bi-weekly <laughs> po- yeah, yeah. topics with bi-weekly <laughs> yeah, the, character creation series we're so talking like once a month months out yeah. by the time yeah once a month a character gets done and yeah. if every other's a marshal yeah so if you what really uh it, what uh, ones are left you're, you remember Oh man, what ones are left? We could uh, we could we haven't done druid quickly. artificer. We haven't done nope nope. We've done the sorcerer, right? Yeah. Nope, we haven't done we haven't sorcerer done yet. Sorcerer? I don't think so. We have to go. No, we haven't done sorcerer. We've done bard. We've done cleric. Uh, Those are the. We haven't done paladins. Uh, <laughs> rangers are like Paladin, in between. Rangers, could, yeah. We'll sub ranger in. Yeah, and no, we haven't done Source. So yeah, we haven't done Sorcerer, we haven't done... Or no, did we just do Sorcerer? I felt no, like we, we just did Sorcerer. Did. Oh my gosh, why did we already forget? It's been too I don't long. think we did. I think we did the Bard instead. I don't think we did Sorcerer. Well, anyway, we'll do Sorcerer again. <laughs> we'll do Sorcerer a second time. No, I'm looking at all the things we've posted. We've never done Sorcerer. Uh, and then we haven't done Monk. We haven't done... We, so nope. there's five or six left, I guess? Yeah, probably one. Uh, and then there's some extras. Artificer, Druid, Monk, Paladin, Ranger, Sorcerer. Six. Yeah, there's six. six. Got six left, so uh, yeah, we're we're six, and like you said, so we'll be done about halfway through the year, yeah, hopefully, uh, roughly, yeah. So we'll be done before twenty twenty two lets out, get, getting through all the all the classes. But yeah, so definitely let us know because uh, you know that's the difference between now and June or July. <laughs> if it's that's the true, yeah. Want to hear about. Especially you know, yeah, I know people are like, hey, yeah, let's let's start a new campaign or something. And you're like, oh, well. I know, I yeah, if there's one you wanted one. to hear. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's why we're going to get them out when we can. And that's why we're, we're focused on getting at least these out before, uh, you know, but every other week just to, just to, yeah, we're going to have to come up with more topics after that. That's why, but these are good to have stocked up. We'll just roll them back. Start a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> roll them back. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get into a lot of stuff past that. We have tons of topics to obviously talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's the plan for now. All right. That'll be it for now. To all you listeners out there, party on! Party on! No, Eric, no! Ah!
Ha 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 ha!